your hosts, Ernest and John. It's been months. Yes. This is our first podcast back from, I mean, things are still quarantined and locked yeah, down, things but are, we're in the second stage at this point, right? And it might go back to- It might even go, go back, back but to I the might, first stage. I might not go back to how tight I was in the first first stage, that's for sure, because things- uh, well, we got new information. Yes. That's what we did. Right. I mean, in the end, we wanted it to be as... T- we don't want to talk about the damn virus on yeah, this yeah. podcast because everyone's heard that everywhere at every source. And I'm not a doctor. Uh, I have no knowledge in the medical field. No. I'm not we, a scientist. We base this all off what we call bro science. Yes. And I'm- so we don't really... We don't have any of that. <laughs> we understood uh, the measures that needed to be taken with yes. the lack of information. And now that we have more information, we understand that there's still measures that need to be taken. For sure. Still. I mean, we got to respect it. We still yep. got to do that. People are still dying. But we also can leave our house as well. Yeah. We have a little bit more things we can do if we're a little careful, right? I For mean, sure. And that's about it. But the whole world has changed in the last three and a half, almost four months since our last podcast. And that is a understatement an understatement on oh, every dang. aspect and it, it's funny because these real issues have uh kind of crept in and even impacted the anime world too. oh yes yes i mean there's been delays for anime that we never would have expected to be delayed yeah. i mean some even going back to uh, january of next year which is really crazy if you think about it because with all oh, the yeah. new information we're getting I mean, again, we don't make anime ourselves, so we don't, like, know the exact process of what goes down. But I would have assumed they would have been able to socially distance and, and still, still be able put to in record. work. Yeah. yeah, still record voices uh, or animation. It, I think it's tough because of how we don't know, uh, especially from the American landscape that we come in from our view, we don't know how they do all their animation processing. Because I know when it comes to manga, they do it still old school where they all, like, sitting on a table together and just sitting down hunch over writing drawing panels and stuff so mm-hmm. i think if they're doing that before they start doing the animation of it drawing all the pictures and whatnot or just recopying from the the source mm-hmm. i don't know but it did uh it made things real when i was seeing how things are going to 2021 that this year i feel like this year did, ha, has only began not too long ago it's already people are like yeah next year things will pop off more or it's just weird because this is the first time in our life period where I yeah. feel like a whole year we we need like a mulligan, like we oh, have to do man. like a redo for a full year because it's already June. It's almost July. Yeah. It's already half the year is over. We've officially spent half of half of a year in lockdown and quarantine. I I forgot when it really really popped off uh, when I was driving over here to your place. I was thinking about how uh, while I was in my I think it was my winter quarter of school, uh, so it's like during like uh. October and December, like moving on to close to January, I was getting like I had to get gloves and everything for people just just to share food, everything. And I was just like, well, this is a lot, man. Why don't they just serve themselves? Because we're just doing pizza, but everyone had gloves. Mm. I didn't even take it take it really serious, and then things just pop off, and then everyone's like, quarantine this. Uh, everything's going online. Everything stopped. I was just like. 
Yeah, it's real. That's I mean, the moment they closed down the gym that I oh. literally <laughs> spent money to move across the street from, I was like, I finally moved across the street from my perfect gym, and then they shut that shit down in a month. I'm just glad it, it's still like there's businesses failing, so I'm glad the gym it was able to like still. Have well, savings and stuff. And well, so that's survive. the thing is they did and they didn't because okay. they were like for mine in particular was a Seattle bouldering. Okay. Okay. And so they were re they were making another bouldering gym oh. in Tequila. It was in the middle of construction. It should have been finished around uh, the end of the summer and they had to abandon full construction on it. So now a whole gym for rock climbing is now wiped off the face of the earth because of this. Like the virus. indefinitely, it it's seems like. Yeah, there was an announcement that it's it's canceled. They had to abandon it okay. at this point. The money that they were putting into that, they have to keep their own gyms open. Yeah, and so it's like small little things, and then you're just like, okay, how do I get a workout? <laughs> like, because for me, what's I've noticed is hard is like. Um, I eat the same amount and now I'm working out less. And yeah. so I I've noticed like just during the quarantine myself, I've gained like 10, 15 pounds and it's, I hear that a lot you know how people. long it's taken for me to be able to do that? Like, yeah. Cause you go immediately after work, you would, it's like everyday process with you going to your climbing gym. Oh yeah. It was, it was five days much, a week. Yeah, yeah. Five to six days a week when it comes yeah. to that, even if it wasn't climbing it was some form of cardio. Yeah. So there was always something kind of going when it comes to that. Yeah. This, it made me think about how much like, uh, I had the choice. Like I didn't, I didn't go to the gym as much as I wanted to, but having it not be an option now has really affected me. And especially the point of like me walking on can't walk around on campus. Like I barely walk around as much as I, I did before when I was walk around my, my university in seattle and now i even more like with everything going on with we're gonna get to like uh police brutality and stuff we won't touch it too much but uh like i have a spouse who's a very afraid of me like doing things alone kind of thing like if i go out and something were to happen or get into incidents with everything going on with uh violence against people of color but yeah so when you it's that have- weird fear well, it, it's a weird fear, but it's also a relevant fear. Yeah. But it's also one of those unnecessary fears. Because yeah. how old are you? I'm 28, and we're you're alive. Yes. I mean, you made it 28 years yes. and still dealing with the same thing. Nothing has changed between last year and this yeah. year. And we weren't we're, we were concerned about it last year. Let's be honest. Yes, you've always, we've always been even back in youth group always, when yeah. we were like walk to youth group back in the day. Like that's when I realized how real this can get. Oh, really yeah. quick. So it's one of those things where it's like it, it's a real thing, but also in terms of fear, how do you let it? Or do you let it control yeah, your life? Yeah, do you let it control? Because my my biggest thing is, especially with uh, us being a pandemic, um, wearing masks was a big thing. Like I going to a grocery store with me wearing masks, I always felt like that's something that I wouldn't even do growing up because it's like you better rob the place. Like you're hiding your yeah, you're hiding your, your mask. And I remember I went uh, to a grocery store near my house to get. Uh, Mother's Day gifts for my mom because Mother's Day is passing. And I was getting, I just got one gift card and I went up to the counter to pay for it. And I was like, uh, debit. And she's like, I, I need to see your ID. Uh, ID. It's like, and no one else. I was just like, oh, okay. I had to put my mask down to my ID card. It's just weird. But there's like this weird unconscious tense that people get around sometimes because this is all new and strange. And yeah, it just. 
Well, that and ID, they uh, they do that actually for everyone. I got denied buying a gift card, believe it or not. It yeah. was a few months ago. My boss gave me his, uh, de- his work uh, debit card because we, uh, for like my job, we give out gift cards yeah. for like referrals. And so I go to pay for the gift cards with his debit card and it requires uh, ID authorization. So I show them my ID. They're like, that's not who's on this debit card. We can't give that to you. Oh, you were just doing one? Because I know uh, they do it for like multiple, but I get it. I get it. For me, it was a business card. I was buying like, it was like, oh, it was one gift card, but it was like a $300. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it was just Mm. like, you never really expect it. Yeah. But also, I mean... When you do the self checkout aspect, you have the plastic sheets. Do you oh, have that? Yes. Like uh, we Bellevue. have the windows. We have like uh, you know those Glad wraps. Those like mm-hmm. extra tight. I feel like they just put those on the D pad. The the checkout pads where you insert your card. They just put Glad wrap over it, and mm. it's like all right, uh, put in your numbers and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, lear- I'm learning a lot about hygiene and washing hands properly, and uh. I mean, we're grown-ass no adults. We're grown we don't ass know adult, how, to, hey, how to wash there, our hands properly. There's some people who don't, who don't know how to do it. I mean, honestly. yeah, we're also <laughs> grown-ass men. Yeah. And so you go into and, the men's bathroom, and you're like, I, I know he didn't do 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my biggest thing is, like, because uh, I'm w- going to be a teacher in the near future, like, hey, kids, sometimes they don't give a shit. Kids just take shit, piss, get up. Sprinkle some water on their hands. I mean, we say, did the same yeah, thing I growing up. It's like you got recess to get back to. I, I remember uh, having arguments with people saying, uh, "I should you wash your hands after you pee," and I was like, "I didn't touch my thing, so why am I gonna wash my hands?" <laughs> I mean, which is, which again, it's fair yeah. to think like that. Us with our bro science. Yeah. If you don't, you just pull it down, pee, and then you're. I didn't touch nothing. Why get now, my? taking all the precautions and stuff, but uh, I'm glad we were able to get back together. Cause yeah, being like self quarantine in a house with, uh, yeah, not being able to just like actually see friends face to face and actually do things was hard. It was tight. It was tough, especially hmm. during school. I felt like there was no real relaxation and lucky. There was a few shows I could watch a few animes. I really want to talk about and game. So this is definitely going to be a mini sode, uh, just us chatting, I guess it won't be a mini so because it's going to be a long, normal episode, but I'm ready to, I'm glad that we were able to get back together and actually talk. Well, our thing is, what is a mini yeah. And a mini is just the random accumulation of a bunch of different topics and yeah. different crap that we have to kind of get off our chest that we have had to deal with over the past now three, four months. Uh, I mean, for me in particular, aside from my own roommate, you're the first friend I've seen in now since the quarantine started. Mm. I haven't seen anyone else. I've isolated almost unwillingly just because I know like there's so many people that don't want to meet up. So it's like, I have no choice but to isolate. I'm not going to go outside if I'm not hanging out with someone or if I'm not doing anything in particular, it's not like we were able to go to uh, like restaurants or movie theaters and stuff like that. Gyms are all closed. So for the past few months, all you're doing in your home is watching anime, playing games, or trying to stay productive and positive in some way. For sure. And so, again, the fact that we got at least more information and make us feel a little bit more comfortable to at least have the podcast, it does make me kind of reflect and think that, uh, one, we really took 
take everything for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. think about it. If we talked about this situation, everything that spiraled out in January of 2020, do you think we would have really believed that this is what our 2020 is going to look like? No. No, we never would have guessed it. I'm, I remember going to my friends or going or us doing our podcast or going yeah. to the gym. And that routine feeling is something that's now lost to us. And so it shows like, even though we're an advanced society, we can put people on the moon. We can do a lot. We have electric cars. All it takes is one, one thing. And it can completely change the human fabric of what we kind of built our society on. Now we can't do handshakes, for instance, until yeah. this goes down. Now we wear masks in public, for instance. Even it's, hugs. We were like, even these, hugs. These weird, uh, uh, like fake uh, miming hugs. Yeah, and don't like, don't give me a mime hug. Either don't <laughs> like either want to hug you either. or we're gonna wait. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me this half-ass mime hug. Yeah. Like I don't want that. That's not part of me. It's not gonna happen. Even uh, even when it first started, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a month, uh, a freak out precaution month. Mm-hmm. Then it became another month. And another, I was like, whoa. I yeah. just, and then, then it looks like the cycle is gonna keep repeating at this yeah. point. And it's like during this time, the government's like, hey. Here's one twelve hundred dollar check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck, brother. <laughs> and you're like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm grateful, but twelve hundred dollars. You realize four months have gone down, and then like big corporations are like that are already making billions are like, oh, we get our government help. We <laughs> yeah. get our bailout. <laughs> yeah, the government's still paying us. Uh, uh, it's crazy. But we are also lucky Ridiculous. that we are in a time period to where games still get dropped, even yes. if a pandemic happens. We still had some anime get dropped that didn't get changed, regardless of all the stuff that happened mm-hmm. now. So we did get kind of lucky, at least if this is going to happen. The time period that we're in, we still have things that are sent to us through a satellite and through the Internet just so we can not leave our house, but still have some form of enjoyment. Yes. Think about it. If we didn't have anime. You didn't have video games. And all you had is books. Would your last three months be a little different? It might. It would have been. I mean, it really might. It's like you might have gotten more knowledge when it comes to the books. But Honestly, I even started reading more because I was stuck in the house. Cause I was like, I don't have. It's not like I'm going to school and uh, go, leaving the house and coming home and just want a break from something non-text focused. Now I can be like, oh, let me read for fun. and Let me uh, actually have time for that. It's just... I mean, yeah. I, I'm the same. I like I have a count. I've read technically over 26 light novels during oh, this sheesh. time period from a couple different series, like overall. So it's like from reading or picking up an instrument or watching an anime or watching a show that everyone talked about that was good that you never really seen before. Mm. Avatar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they're bringing back some stuff. I even started watching Hannibal because they dropped it on Netflix. I was like, oh, I want to watch that. Yeah, like I heard I it was it. really good yeah. overall. So. With all the stuff we've been kind of getting into, it's hard to even know kind of where to start because yes. so many games have dropped since then. A lot of light novels we've kind of checked we've checked out since then. Yep, web t- even web comics, web comics, web novels. Yeah. Yep, and uh, anime that's come out. I mean, we we kind of have a lot that we have to go up and a small period of time because I gotta be out by twelve, fifteen, twenty. Give or take. We got we got okay. a few hours. Yeah. We're good. So we overall, so we're good. let's kind of go with in terms of, I mean, the the anime that dropped. Now, 
during this time period, because it's been a few months, I've watched some of the modern season, and then yes. I've watched some of the old stuff that I've already seen before that I just kind of put on the, the background. I've watched quite a lot of things in the past, like, three months overall. Mm. In terms of uh, what you've watched, uh, what's the first thing that kind of stands out to you? Um, in terms of what I watched that stands out, I think the biggest one that was surprising to me was uh, Tower of God. Ooh, um, Tower of God. So, why why did that surprise you? And uh, quickly, what is that? What is Tower of God even about? Yeah. Um. To get get a quick like premise of it, basically, um, our protagonist Bam is summoned to this mysterious tower because he's chasing after a person that cared for him when he was younger, and even gave him his name. And he's trying to chase after her because she is climbing this this uh, I would say this symbolism. The symbolism of like this holy place that if you get to the top, you basically become like a god or get to grant any wish that you want. And he wants to find her, and basically that that kind of premise of like boy going after uh, a character, and then just who he meets along the way. Um, what surprised me about this is that Crunchyroll and uh, Webtoons, where the publisher made it, like just a creator made it on, uh, did a collaboration and Crunchyroll are like breaking these webtoon comics and making animes to them. And I think it was just, I think it was just so like, this was a test trial run of something of seeing like one is, it's almost like indie games versus a triple A series. That's how mm-hmm. I looked at it. Like these are webtoons. Like these aren't big publishers who ha- are backed by these big manga companies. These are like people who maybe not even might be in China or Korea who are, who just love, writing manga who want to write comics and stuff write manga and now they're getting the opportunity to actually see their platform be elevated to an animation role mm. and uh it's good seeing like there's new original stories there that there's not all of this repeat because sometimes i feel like there's a lot of repeat in anime and tower god gave a little refreshing at first i thought it was going to hit the same notes but as it went on and it just it, it just became really good especially yeah What's good? What's really stood out for Tower of God for me is the fact that it's a premise I don't really, I haven't seen yet. Yeah, and it's, I mean, how many harems have we seen so far, or how many East guy get pumped out every single like season, and the premise of this infinite tower that you age in, but you age at such a slow rate to where you can, I mean. There's people out in the tower that's immortal. There's people in the Mm -hmm. tower where time doesn't even pass, depending on the floor that you're on. There's so many different complicated rules to the tower where sometimes you'll see eight years could pop by. Or sometimes you can see where you'll uh, see that the people that lived on that specific floor have been around for a few hundred years. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting because with each floor that kind of passes, you never really know what you're going to get. And what they do is they do a good job at giving you this kind of uh, this world, this and they do like their world building to me is really good because they do it incredibly slow where everything's a mystery. You don't know much about Bam. You don't know anything about his past. You don't know why he's trying to follow this girl, Rachel. You just you don't even know why she even wants to go to the top of the tower. She says like her exact words are, I want to go so I can see the stars. But what does that really mean when it comes to that? And then, bam, he's like, I don't care about nothing. I just want to be by your side. And it's like, you almost want to just hold him. It's just like someone that's so innocent that would do anything for this specific person. Mm. It's, It's really kind of an interesting story. But I think in terms of first episode, it has, to me, 
one of the best first episodes I've seen in an anime in a long time. The way they kind of uh, throw out the world, the way it's drawn, the way mm-hmm. they introduce yeah, the, the, the Tower Guardian nice. uh, being like that little bunny. Oh, it's yeah. like they have there's so many different things. And what's cool is I've watched like the first episode a few times and dub as well as sub. And it's it's brilliant in terms of the voice acting, regardless of whatever yeah. you choose to do. They got a great dubs team for it. Like, you know, Bosch. I mean, yeah, but I mean, not just him. I mean, Rock's voice was really good, too, or Coon's voice. And I need to watch it in dub, uh, but I was just waiting for it to all be done. I'm going to check it out. I watched a little bit of the first episode in dub, and it was was good. They did a good one, but I feel like that, I mean, it might be one of the most important anime of this season or even this year, Mm. because if you think about it, this, I mean... This is going to make or break whether webtoons are going to be accepted as anime, yeah. whether there's going to be much more partnerships, because we already have like God of High School that's coming. Yeah. And that's like, and, and that's what makes me iffy because Tower Guy was so good. How is Tower, uh, High School is going to be? And I, I read some of that, but mm-hmm. and it's a different. It's a whole it's, it's, a, it's a whole different it's a battle. It's way more action, Mangaka, way yeah. more battle when it comes to that. So. You have to hope that the studio that's doing it is not like the studio that did Ace Sun. Are you killing me? Or are you kidding me? <laughs> eighth, <laughs> the Eighth Sun, because uh, those battles were whack. So it's one of those things where it's yeah. like, if I mean Tower of God did well. I mean overall, yes, I feel yes. like it was it was hit well, and it did such a good job to where I I'm caught up in terms of the web novel. Mm. I I got caught up in I think a week. Where I just, I read it. Boom, boom, boom. I I remember a couple days where I I spent six hours straight reading. And I just, I looked at the clock and I was like, how is it 9 p.m. now? (laughs) (laughs) And so it's that good of a story. And so I really liked kind of what Tower of Gods is bringing to the table. Uh, Do you know uh, off top if that's going to be a 24 episode anime this season or? With Tower of Gods? Yeah. No, 13. Okay, so it's It's 13. 13, then next. Damn, I got something confused. I think they were doing parts where it's like one's going to be 13 and then they're going to drop a part, a 12 episode part two that's in the works. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and I feel like they're going by how uh, the webtoon did it in sections, how they break off in like seasons. Because so I felt like where we're at right now, that's when I was reading the webtoon, this is right where the webtoon stopped for season one kind mm. of the webtoon. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how they're going to do it. Uh, but yeah, I I highly recommend checking it out and watching animation. I think the characters are all lovable, and I love a series that doesn't just make the main character everything. That there's other characters that you can grow to like. Where the main character is great, but there's other characters you're like, man, I like this guy more. Rook's my boy. Uh, uh, dang, what's Coon? Yeah, Coon. Like all these cool characters. Yeah, and even Dorsey. people, who, even people who you think are like, oh man, this person's probably gonna be a douche. You find out that they're cool too, or hilarious, or they all have their own little niches that are just really cool. Yeah, it's like they did a great job in terms of the cast. They fleshed yeah. out the series well, so I'm really excited to see what else is going to happen next. Yeah. And, I mean, that again, that was just the first anime that kind of stood out to us, just that happened to drop this season, right? Yeah. Now, there's another one that really stood out that I watched a few different times that if you would have told me the title of this anime, I never would have given it a real chance in normal day-to-day conversation. I, I saw, think, yeah, I, I think I know where you're going with and I remember seeing this on like a YouTube video of someone promoting it. Like, I, hey, but 
I think the only reason why I picked it up is because I felt like there was nothing else for me to watch that day, mm-hmm. and I wanted to just, I was in a cynical mood, so I wanted to tell something. I expected it to be really bad, and it was such a surprise that it wasn't. <laughs> for me in particular, the one that stood out to me that I watched a few different times was uh, My Life as a Villainous All Routes Lead to Doom. Oh, okay. And that one is, I mean, from start to finish, there was a couple things they did in it that did annoy me. I'm not going to lie. They, they had a couple different, I Episodes? guess you could say it was recaps that they did, oh, okay. where it was like reaffirming every different character's feeling for the main character. And uh, they did that a few different times where I'm like, come on, we already know. Is it like... <laughs> um, Wolf's rain bad? No, no, no. Okay. That was episodes of recaps. That was <laughs> okay. like... Oh, they just did like little clip moments? Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, when you have a 22-minute episode and eight or nine minutes is dedicated to recap on... So, hey, remember why these guys love like this girl? Yeah. That, that was a little annoying. But yeah. why this anime was so good is because it took the whole harem twist, the harem plot, and completely like threw it up on its head. It's just this, uh, this girl ends up getting... Hit by Truck Coon. (laughs) She meets Truck Coon, gets hit by him, and now wakes up as a villain in one of her favorite uh, dating simulator games. And the villain always has a bad ending, either dies or gets exiled. And so she is going to do everything in her power to avoid that. Avoid the the death. To avoid the death. She's (laughs) hoping to get exiled, but she doesn't want either. Yeah, and so it's funny because she goes through this like series just thinking, "Oh no, you know, I'm going to die. I'm going to get exiled," and she never did anything at all that ever caused her to even have one negative interaction with somebody. <laughs> like, well, the main villain obviously in the game, like she never thought about this, but the main villain in the game was obviously rude to people, yes. like rude to the main character. Self-absorbed, selfish. Yeah. Uh, and even conniving. though she, she was none of that, she still assumed that she was on this path no. of doom. And so it's a really cute, endearing anime where she makes everyone, guy, girl, maid, all of them, practically fall in love with her because yeah. she's such a cute adorable character I, 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 the fact that they are making the season two of it yeah. shows again how good it is because i never would have expected this to get a season so two. quickly too so but i'm so pleasantly surprised by it. that's what what's happening with it mm. so that to me is like one of my major standouts i, I really love this season or love this anime in particular in terms of kind of what we watched did you have anything else kind of new that you ended up watching or uh, did you review kind of some older anime um before i go into my sports rant i know there's one i watched because it finally dropped on uh netflix and uh i didn't have to watch like look at it on its uh creepy site uh, so, uh, Doro He Doro. Oh, yeah, I've been watching um, that one. So, I was able to watch, like, I, 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 like, I binged, like, five episodes and still watching it through. And that's an interesting premise with a guy trying to find out who turned his face, turned him into a wi- uh, lizard thing. Uh, man. 
Yeah, it's, it's such weird. A, it's a weird it's anime because one, the main theme song is is pretty damn good. Yeah. But if you watch the opening, it's so strange and so kind of psychedelic in a way because of like what you kind of see throughout there. And the premise itself is really interesting just because you have this kind of ghetto that everyone lives in that these sorcerers happen to uh, experiment on anyone that lives, happens to live there. Yeah. And so you get people of all walks, shapes, sizes, and looks that have these weird kind of quirks to them because they all got experimented on at some point by this sorcerer that they don't have access to. And so it's an interesting mystery where the main character is trying to find out, okay, who turned him into this lizard head? And then he has a sidekick girl that is a complete badass that's like with him on most of his adventures as well. And you want to see kind of what's well, why is she there? What's going on with her? And then they add so much weird humor to it where you don't expect to laugh at that scene because it's so kind of they the hyper masculine violence in a way yeah. where it's like you see some violence and you're like he did all that with a hammer? Huh. 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 It's so interesting. And I'm going to end up like finishing the season. I'm enjoying it. It's also weird in terms of CGI, too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of the CGI. And it's almost, to me, on Beastars category where it's almost like high-class CGI and that just at the very start looks a little unappealing. Like when I looked at kind of the screenshots of it before I gave it a real chance, oh, okay, it yeah. didn't really look like an anime in terms of the standard design. It looked really weird to me, kind of like a better version of what Berserk should have been. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah it does have that little. But just like Drifters or this in particular, the more I watched it, the more it grew on me. Or even Tower of God, like when I first like checked that out months ago, I did not like the way it looked. But the longer that I gave it like a real chance, the more it actually started growing on me and like appealing to me. Mm. And so, I mean, I, you can really appreciate Netflix because Netflix is really dropping some amazing things. I mean, with Beastars coming out, Doro Hidoro. Yes. I mean, I've seen Baki, the the latest yeah, season the, of Baki. Oh, the, did you watch it already? Oh, yeah. Drop, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fact that they introduced Muhammad Ali in there okay. or Muhammad Ali Jr. And you're like, damn. <laughs> And then it's like, wait, Muhammad Ali Jr., you're trying to get Baki's girl? You you trying? You you really... Was Muhammad Ali Jr. the little kid who was, like, boxing? There was a short black kid who was boxing. I uh, mean... His he, father? He he definitely had a little kid in the anime. I'll okay. say that. But I know the same. He, right. he definitely catch up. fell for the wrong girl. I'll, I'll definitely right. say that. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, Baki is wild. But I got to catch up, actually. Yeah. It's, it's a good one, and it's one that you got to appreciate, again, Netflix just pushing, because I remember watching it back in the day and having mm. that ending, and I was always kind of burned as a kid <laughs> yeah. because of how it ended. And so the fact that, that they could, Tenge did oh, the same thing to, for me. Oh, yeah. Like, it's I like haven't the, finished yeah. that just because I was burned by the actual anime mm. itself. So it's like, I don't know how it ever ended up working out. I don't know any of that. Okay. Netflix, yes. So that was cool. That was another good pro cut that we just yeah. did right there. Got to just, you know, talk uh, to the elephant in the room. But that just deals with, you know, Netflix having 
a good wide range of anime that's uh they're investing into and what's really cool is uh so you know netflix what would you say the number one anime on netflix is number one anime yeah that's like a netflix one oh exclusive It's tough because I'm like I think I would I would guess uh I, it, between like I know it's like officially anime be Baki or that other fighting one that Kurosagi because those ones get promoted the most. I see. You would say those two are the number one. Yeah, I would say that the number one anime on Netflix would have to be Devilman's Crybaby. Devilman's Crybaby. Oh, because yeah, of, it did give it bigger. It, it got anime of the year I think during its time. Yes. It, impacted a lot of people it revolutionized a good amount of different things with its different art style Mm. the reason why i'm bringing up devilman's crybaby is because uh that same studio is actually making a new netflix exclusive anime called uh sunken japan oh i did see that it's it looks really really it drops july 3rd or something i I know it's dropping soon because i saw it soon on my uh tv when when netflix was just paused and they're doing a little infographic thing and what's also cool is uh gosh i'm really kind of appreciating that uh that studio a little bit more because apparently they it's the same studio that made uh the anime keep your hands off uh which is pretty much uh these three girls um where they're creating anime and creating manga okay and pretty much like it goes into the art style of it it goes kind of they they add a lot of depth into that world that's it's and it's drawn really really well it's a good one it's one i highly recommend people to check out you can so, also watch bakuman that's a whole that. different style that's a whole hey, different style. it's about manga too i mean yeah i guess but, but if i had to choose between <laughs> the choose the two in terms of new person that's kind of getting into um, the idea of anime yep. i would choose the newer one just because they it randomly goes from uh like reality to fiction like that oh, okay. uh, and they, they do a really good job of just keeping it interesting and intricate and even going into understanding the backgrounds of all the characters mm. and how they have to have kind of a story that on things you never really would even know i mean again i'm the least creative person that i know so it's like just the fact that people will say when they create a spaceship and they have a backstory for that spaceship and you're like okay where am i going to put the motor on it <laughs> like little technical mm. stuff like that where i think it's like really fascinating because it's the smaller it's details in anime we naturally kind of just don't think about because they do such a good job and so yeah it's called sunken japan though and yes. so i'm really really excited yeah, for the what they're going to do with that Thought it looked like a disaster report, but I gotta check out the trailer and mm-hmm. see how it is. Um, another one that I watched because and I almost dropped, but I'm trying to be better. But I would have dropped it for sure, cause yeah, it's Eight Sun. Uh, the Eight Sun? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Are you kidding to the audience? Um, tell us about your favorite anime this season, because when we first started this anime, this podcast. Uh, I remember the first couple episodes were like, I don't really want to rag on an anime. No. I don't really want to shit on it. I don't want to shut it down. But there's also certain anime to where even though we don't want to do that, it comes across so naturally because we were so disappointed or it was just not good at all. And uh, like Wiseman's Grandchild. Yes. Like that one hit me in particular where you – I don't even think you finished it. I didn't finish that. Yeah. I, I uh, finished um, – 
Knights of Magic. I went back to finish that one. It's like you told me about Wiseman's Wise, grandchild. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be good. And now, the first episode, good. We have the Ace no. Sun. Are you kidding me? Tell me your thoughts on this. Um, Ace Sun. Are you kidding me? Tells me that it's another it eats guy. Uh, and basically, all it goes is like this: know what studio is making this genre, the it's guy. If you want, um, I feel like I'm saying that word wrong. Uh, if if you want to know like how they're gonna do things, because this one. Starts off kind of like the same. There's there's always this premise of you being reborn, and when you're reborn, you're reborn into a world where you're powerful. And some people are trying to change that narrative and making people be uh, have their main character not be the most powerful. Like in Villainous, it's it's uh, it is an East guy. She she goes back. She go, but it's more played on, and her character isn't like a super powered person. She's just like it's funny, like very light harmer, doesn't really see things. But an Ape Son, this guy is powerful and he's just very plain and boring and things happen in the show where i i feel like nothing is ever earned or achieved it's just given to the character and then when things start feeling interesting when it has like these plots nothing really goes for it, it gets solved really easily and i was like why was why did you have all this built up if it's just going to get resolved um i don't know i eighth son just I want. I'm glad I finished it because it lets me know like I want to see something to the end. But just plain, it doesn't really hit any hoops. But some people may like it. That's tough. I think there's battles in this show that isn't shown. There are fights that are boring. And then when I read like the source material, like looked up things and John brought it up, uh, there's things that happen where it's like this show does not. <coughs> Sorry, this show does not. <laughs> that was nasty. This show does not ever go. Yeah, in the future, this 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 guy's uh this this guy's brother's uh ex wife because brother's dead. That's gonna be his future sex sex teacher. Teach him how to have sex and stuff. That I was like, what what? <laughs> and that's just for me reading things. Of what's gonna happen later? It just. I think you hit the nail on the head. Perfect with. Uh, when you got to pay a little attention to the studio yeah behind it so we can give it a real shot for instance because uh the one that was behind ace on are you kidding me is synergy sp and i've i'm kind of checking through their anime right now they made a couple stages for initial d yeah none of them were i mean that's obvious that's a race car anime it's, yeah it has nothing to do with fighting or anything of that sort they made Beyblade. there's nothing to do with fighting in that no they made Hayate, the combat butler. I actually watched all of that. That's interesting, but there's really not too much anime. And so you could tell they don't really, or too much action. So you could tell they don't really focus on an action kind of uh, style of anime. And when we watched it, there was a bunch of different scenes where it showed that there was a fight or potential to be a fight, a big fight scene, and then it was done in one hit. Yeah. Or there was like one kind of cutaway scene to it and then it just like faded off or episodes where there's a tournament going on and characters walk up look at their opponent the opponent looks at them cuts away you see who wins or lose like i want to see the fight go down i want to see how this happens sometimes it's funny like hey this guy's weak so he loses it quickly but in other ones where it's like you have this beginning of the episode you have this character's training build up to to fight this person and then the fight happens and it just cuts away and it's like that person 
almost earn my respect. I'm the greatest fighter in the kingdom. He earned my respect, but I didn't see him earn your respect. I just saw him train in the episode and it was like, yay. Yeah. But now he's your apprentice. It and just, then they introduced him like a few other times throughout yeah. as like a throwaway character. Yeah. I mean, at least with this anime, the cast was very unappealing. There wasn't any, there wasn't a single character that stood out that made me go, huh, I like it. Yeah. I feel like the light novel probably would be better. Yes, that's true. But yeah. I also feel like the light novel wouldn't he, be that interesting for me. And I heard in the light novel, like the main characters, he's pervier than, uh, and more cunning than he is in the show. The show made him very timid and not as smart, but in the manga from reading, he said he's pervier and he's also very. He gets in that whole playing the politics of it and being cunning, just like everyone else. Might get me a little bit more interested because he had such a flat personality. And how many Iskais have we seen where the main character is practically, you can substitute it with like a wooden doll and you really wouldn't know. It's like they're, they're too nice. They're... They uh they aren't pervy at all in like a real situation. They're they're too timid, and then mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't care about this guy. There's nothing about this person that makes me want to be his friend. The main thing like he shows actively doing is getting ingredients so he can make food from his past life, like make soy, uh, make uh soy sauce or wasabi or all these mayonnaise little things like mayonnaise and stuff, things like these spices and stuff that he's used to in Japan. It just. Oh no, it's just plain, and I finished it, and I was like, "All right, it's over." Yeah, so I mean, that's Ace on. Are you kidding me? It got a whopping six point one six on my anime list, and when it comes to uh, Crunchyroll, (laughs) and Crunchyroll is like one of the main producers of the show. Yeah, I mean, Crunchyroll was pushing this. That was advertising pretty well, and it got a two and a half stars. There's more in one star reviews than there is anything else in the series. What is the most disgusting is that 69 people reviewed it as five star. Actually, no. You know, I got to stop that. Maybe someone likes it. Other anime hit differently. Our opinion is not. Or maybe they're new to anime and they just haven't got the wide range. Like, think about it. Me and you, we've been watching for a long time. Yes. So, and we've also proven that when we go back and watch some of the old stuff we've watched in the past, it's not the same and doesn't hit like what it does now. So maybe they're just as dumb as we were. It could definitely be the case. Because if you have all the East Kai out there and you choose a son to be on the same level <laughs> as like Overlord or that time I got reincarnated as a slime <sighs> or Konosuba, you'll notice no one's probably... I have a hard time believing somebody's going to bring up the Ace Sun to me in two years from now. Yeah. Like, in two years from now, people are going to talk about Konosuba. Ace Sun is better than Konosuba. That's a beef about that. There's nobody that will ever say that in this world. So, again, Uh, that just... Yeah, you find your I'm assuming those people were all new. Mm. Or they might just be like us and just accept all trash. Yeah. Because, again... Some people like we did. We did finish it. (laughs) Like, we did. So we got to give it something like that. Yeah, I finished it because I also had hope there was behind the scene things where I was like, "Oh man, this is this might get interesting. This might get interesting." And yeah, it's good. It just didn't. That's tough. Now, <sighs> kind of circling back just a yeah. little bit. Um, one of the things that also really appealed was because of the tower. What Tower of God did, I went into a little bit of web not uh, not uh like. Uh, Mangua is that what it's called? 
What? The Korean web novel, like manga, mangaka? Mangua. Mangua? I don't know. What's I thought it, it was just that. I know what you're saying, but I think that's just Manwa. they're at. I don't know. I, wasn't, I thought they had like a specific word for like they might, that might. style of light novel. Manwa, I thought it was what it was called. Because what well, it it might. Um, like, you know how. That's like, the wrong person. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's bro science getting into <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because of the success of Tower of God. It, it did pique my curiosity to see, okay. That seems like an untapped market. Is there anything else I happen to miss that is mm. big in the web novel or in the, what do you even call it? Webtoon? Webtoon. Yeah. That's okay. big in the webtoons that I just don't know of that's as good as Tower of God. So we ended up going into a solo leveling. I ended yes. up checking that one out. That one was all right. That was interesting because I, I think it's really good to a point where my app, like there was an app I was reading on. Mm-hmm. They had to lose all the material and stuff and drop. So now I got to find it again. But it was interesting hearing your point of view of like what you didn't mean. Cause I thought it was really good and I liked it, how the character is, but you were just like, that's all right. It, and that, that's yeah. the thing is it's like, I liked the start of what it, what it was because it almost gave me like a re zero feeling of, yeah. Oh no, this is brutal. And which it definitely was. But the no. main character is for me, he just didn't really appeal at all. There was like, he never made me laugh. He never yeah. cracked me up. He was never like someone where I felt like I even wanted to be his friend. I didn't care. Yeah. And so if I compare that to the other one, the other series I read, which was Gamer, it, it was a very similar premise and kind of both of them. They're very, very similar in terms of main character levels up in a vi- like a video game would. It only uh, He is the only one that has that skill. It's an overpowered skill. And then it pretty much escalates. And so like gamer, gamer. yeah, gamer was one that I've kept my, um, I've checked out kind of throughout the years mm. and I re went back to it because, you know, they finally released more stuff on it and it, it's literally gave me a very similar feeling as solo leveling, except gamer made me laugh like more. Yeah. And I, and I, and I get you on that. I think solo leveling is definitely for when I just want to see one guy be a badass. That's all. I just don't, I don't want all that. Cause you're right. He doesn't have very much of, they give him sprinkles of things, concerns that he does where like he has a mom who's sick, his dad's missing. And like, there's a little sprinkle of things that happen, but for the most part is, all that build of him being this weak person. Now he's badass and he's training and he's just becoming more of a badass, and more cunning. But that's it. It's almost like watching a Superman comic, mm-hmm. knowing that Superman's going to beat the shit out of someone. Yeah. But you're enjoying that. You enjoying the aspect of him. Like the guy's like, you think you can beat me? <laughs> and he's like, beats him real quick. And you're like, yeah, he beat the shit out of this guy. Hell yeah. yeah. And it's more honestly, it's just one of those, like you just want to watch something to see someone, be a badass. That's it, mm-hmm. and th- and it's more of a comfort. I, as a best, comfort. it's a comfort anime. It's I'll, something like, hey, you're comfortable. You don't want to think. You can just shut off and read. Just by boom, boom, boom. Keep going. Yeah. Not gonna be a surprise. I definitely can agree with <laughs> yeah. that one. It was a good comfort one. And you, and you got me when you said that hunter, ex hunter, and thing. I was like, damn, he's right. <laughs> oh yeah, they definitely had <laughs> they, a, a little. They did a rip little, off. Chimera they did a rip off camera thing. And I was like, when he said that, I was like. And Hunter, Hunter X Hunter did it better, but still, yeah. I was like, damn. You're I, right. It was hard for me to jump too much on board. But again, yeah. in like a year or two, when they release more chapters to it, I probably yeah. will end up refl- like Reading. going back to yeah. it, just like what I did with Gamer. I checked that out, if I think like a year or two ago, and it, 
got caught up and then just kind of let it sit for a while. So, I mean, there is, I at least wanted to dive a little bit into the webtoons or the web novel. Yeah, the webtoons. So I can kind of see what else happened to be there. And those two, I didn't check out God of High School because I, I heard it was way too action oriented. Yeah. And if it's, that action oriented i would rather just watch the anime there's one i would recommend for you uh because i want to my friend kess he listened to it and he he read it and he liked it more than me it's called unordinary some webtoon it's hmm. about these basically it's almost like a almost like i would say it's like a hunter x uh, not hunter x like uh hero academia where people have powers and stuff mm-hmm. but like depending on how your power is and your level you're a badass and anyone else you're weak mm. you consider nothing if you born with no powers and you're unordinary and you get bullied and there's like this hierarchy of how power works and basically there's a character who starts off saying like he is weak but he wants to be just be friends and be nice and he doesn't care but that he's unordinary huh. and it gets i don't want to go into more story, but more things happen and it's one of the series where i watched and i felt like a character I admire and liked become a just just snaps like I I can't look at him the same, and that I have to deal with my own things of me. I have to deal with how I look at characters. Like, do I care more about them being the hero type that I admire, or do I want someone who's real and have these vulnerabilities that shown that once their world is shattered, that you see these little weaknesses. Like, and that's something I got to reflect in. Like, am I dealing with my own vulnerabilities that oh, I'm not perfect? And that once my I can be exposed and you can see all these things, or am I wanting this whole this whole fake ego thing of like, oh, this character has to be this way because that's how they was presented first? I don't want that to be shattered. Which is fair. I mean, it's yeah. it's a, it's a big thing to think about because it, it could be that, yeah. or it could just be the fact that if a character naturally betrays what you expect from it, even if you it's an unrealistic expectation. We because we've we feel that betrayal, so we naturally uh, don't accept it. Mm. And so it's like a desert punk. I remember like hit me where it was like a main good character, and then last four or five episodes kind of went evil out of nowhere. Yeah, I heard and that. it pissed me off really hard because it, it was went against what I expected from it. Mm. And I mean, even in like small things like B stars. Uh, I thought it was like a, I mean, it is a love story, but I thought it was like a genuine pure love in a way. And then you find out little bunny girl's a hoe and you're like, she's not a hoe. I mean, she's doing this because the basic survival, she's doing mm-hmm. this for other reasons. But again, my natural thing is, is I naturally resented her because of an unfair kind of expectation I placed, placed on her. her yeah. And so, and then because it was unfair, and it didn't live up to my expectation. I felt betrayed, so then I resented it more. Yeah. And I've noticed I have that, and it's unfair to anime, but I do have that with specific anime as well. Whereas, like, they'll get with, I mean, one of my favorite series, Bakemonogatari, where I felt like they got with the wrong girl. And it was one of those things where it genuinely burned me, and I thought about it, and it burned me for months. I mean, generally, like, it hurt. And when you felt like that form of pain it's it's hard for you to want to go back mm. and accept more or for you to even keep an open mind at that point i mean that's yeah. the hardest thing i think for us and not just us but fans like us whether it's a video game or oh, whether it's an sure. anime oh, is oh. keeping yeah. an open mind and not having an unrealistic expectation because yeah. otherwise you're doing no one a disservice 
and and that and then I think how it goes with art, like you can get so absorbed into art that you feel like you're also the creator and you want the it to go a specific way. Like you can get so absorbed, like I want this to happen. Like you're talking about Bakumo Atari. You you saw that this this other character was like this character is perfect. She's great. She's nice. Why is he not choosing her? Because if I if when you place yourself into that character, that's who you're gonna pick, and that goes a different way and. You can see that with a whole bunch of things where people can critique video games mm-hmm. and saying, like, why are they doing it this way? When in reality, you're not the author, you're not the writer. Yeah. And it really ma- and stuff like that makes me go, I want to do better. Oh, I want to create my own world. Because mm-hmm. that happened with me when I finished Game of Thrones. I was like, how, why did it end up this way when I watched the series? Like, it, hopefully the books don't do it, but why do they do it this way? And I got to realize that I'm not the creator. But this is what the creator wanted. Yeah. And even if, if 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 it was planned from the beginning or if it wasn't, this is what the creator went. And all I can do is say, I either liked it or hate it and move on with my life. Mm-hmm. If I want to do something better, then I got to build that universe and stuff. But I can't expect that the person's going to fulfill my wish from me not being part of it. Especially if the wish is almost unrealistic yeah. as well, just because it's a difference of opinion. Yeah. I mean, for instance, Final Fantasy. Got a lot of flack because it was only being conformed to Migger. So a lot of people got pissed off because of that. But then it's like you have the people like me and you, hardcore fans of the series. We love that series. We dive back into that world, check out the new, like we replayed the new Final Fantasy. And what happened? We both had different experiences, but we both fell in love with it. It was absolutely beautiful. There was some amazing, powerful moments in there that gave like, Gives me goosebumps literally thinking about and it. And it goes like, it makes you think of people who want to see, like, who want the same book republished. <clears throat> it's like, hey, I want the same game, just upgraded. That's all I want. And people who's like, I'm cool with you making, the setting the same game and doing something different with it. And that's, and I think that's a big thing I've seen what a difference, and they need to clarify more, a difference between a remaster and a remake. Because mm-hmm. a remake, you got to, it says remake. There's a re- like they're yeah. doing something totally different. Now that you can hop on board or you can leave. And that's exactly and it. That's basically it. And you got to and say that if you want to enjoy your how you view Final Fantasy 7, you can do it. And just like anything else, like you can if you don't like an ending to a show, a series, there's fan fiction. Write your own ending to it. Yeah. There's and a lot re- you yeah. can do when you it You can comes do things to, to say, "Hey, this is how I would end it." But also, you don't benefit and you you yeah. only hurt yourself. If you have an unrealistic expectation. So it's like you have to keep an open mind. And that's what we try to do. That's why we watch this anime like my life as a villainess. Yeah. Naturally, if I read the title and I look at it, that shouldn't appeal to me, my demographic in the slightest. I was skipping it right when I saw the beginning. I was like, oh, this, these, I look like a harem joke, comedy one. I was like, I'm good. Well, female protagonist, I was like, I'm good. And you weren't wrong. Yeah. Like, it was a harem joke female <laughs> protagonist anime. But because w- one of us checked it out and was like, hey, this is actually decent. You should check it out. And you were open enough to check it out. You were pleasantly surprised yes. when you watched it. Opposed to, like, the run-of-the-mill Ace Sun, are you kidding me? Yeah. Something that we both uh, acknowledge we enjoy Isekai. We have a higher tolerance for worse isekai than other anime when it comes to that. We enjoy that concept as is. And yet, that one fell so short, we couldn't find a single saving grace with it. It's Again, it's one of those things where it just shows we have to be kind of open as well to something kind of shattering our reality of, hey, that 
that's an unfair comparison. We can't we can't think mm. like that. Nobody, I even did it because of that. Uh, it made me think of like my difference of me watching the new Digimon Adventures. They basically remaking the whole series. I watched the first episode, and there are only four episodes out because of everything going on. But it's like it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that childhood nostalgia, like me, my childhood self versus me now. And, I, and I'm thinking about a lot of things I like, like. Uh, may, I want to go back and read one of my favorite books as a child, Catching the Rye, and see if I'm going to like it the same way mm-hmm. or why I feel like this character is different. Because things change. You grow up, and things that you admire and like may be different, or you might see, like, oh, I can see more issues in it now that I am in a different point in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the characters you once related to, because mm. you've done growing and technically they stayed the same because it's a book. You look at it with a different perspective, and now you're like, huh, yeah. I can see what I thought of him <laughs> as a kid. Like, for instance, Squall. Okay? Yes. Oh. As a kid, always idolized him. Squall is the main character of Final Fantasy VIII. Loved him. I I replayed that game as an adult, and I'm like, who's this angsty, douchey <laughs> teenager? Like, why are you being so rude to everybody? What the hell is going on? And so it's like something I thought was cool as a kid turned out to be as an adult just this angsty frustrated emo yeah. sounding child and it irritated like express yourself and i i, I like squall so much that he used to be my favorite final fantasy character when i was young like that where i would go to school where like try to wear a lily jacket and be like stone quiet and cool and so i hope people will just come make friends that's how i thought i would make friends i mm-hmm. started third grade i was like oh my god like squall i'm like boom and friends are just gonna gravitate towards me because i'm that loner and i was like that's not how life works you can't it's, it's not you you gotta if you things are bothering you and issues you gotta speak up about it because no one's just gonna fi- try to figure it out and that might happen to some people but it didn't happen in my life that's yeah. something i recognize like just because you see it in a game doesn't mean it's gonna work in your life in your community area and that's the yeah. truth it's that unrealistic expectation but also that growth that we happen to do in between then as mm. well we're open I mean, for me, um, I know that Ghost in the Shell released a new version of Ghost yes. in the Shell. I looked at the way it was, the art style of it. I immediately reject it. Mm. Immediately. Because I'm such a hardcore fan of Standalone Complex. That I think Standalone Complex, to me, is always going to be in my top ten of all time. Oh, wow. It was brilliant. I love the themes of it. I love the like, cyberpunk style anime to me. is amazing. And that's literally what Ghost in the Shell really represented. And it's like they had some really cool cases in there and really interesting. Just like, okay, are you still human even though you have all these cyber implants? Mm. You know, when do you lose your humanity and shit like that where it's like moral questions you naturally kind of fight and ask yourself them. And then it's like I look at the new Ghost in the Shell, and will I give it a chance? Eventually, I will. But I have to let go first before I give it a real chance. That form of, ugh, that's not what I remember. It's not the same Ichigo that I remember. It's a whole different premise. It's a whole different thing. And so it's like you should definitely give it a chance. But if you are feeling uh like resentful or you're feeling like, a little negative towards it. You probably should get to, you should probably wait until you have at least a neutral feeling or you're feeling more open to uh, that different perspective. Yeah. That's tough with like those kind of series where it has a rich history and has different styles. And now it's being interpreted differently. Mm -hmm. Like you can honestly say with that, like you can, I think it's perfectly fine to say, I want to sit along with this one because this is what I liked. 
I really don't want to diverge to something different just so I can get a niche. That's something that hit me with Berserk, where it's like, man, I really want Berserk. I love the Golden Age arc. I love watching the movies. But the new Berserk, even if the animation is bad, I was just like, I'm trying to get through it because Berserk is here. But I also got to recognize that you shouldn't have to just suffer because you want that to happen. And then you can just read the manga or do something else. It's different. But most of the time, I'll just read the manga because yeah. it. Even though Berserk is, it lets me appears know. to be never ending, and Berserk will probably never, never end. end to the point where he started a new series. That's similar to Berserk. That's that's when I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's never gonna. That's like if George R. R. Martin's like started a new book series, people would be like, Game of Thrones ain't never gonna end. Yeah. Like, yeah, he said, uh, it's supposed to be dropping next year. The yeah, new book. but he we'll was also working on that PS5 game, Elden too. Oh, yeah. he was doing like the story for that. So. We'll and didn't he say that book was supposed to be dropping like this, like years ago? Yeah. Like he always, yeah, that's the we'll thing. See. But I think he saw uh, HBL season. He was like, "All right, let me do something else." Yeah, he's maybe, like, or he's just gonna end it the same. But or he got we'll paid, see. and he's like, "Fuck it, I don't care." Like I got paid. Um, but would you want to talk about some uh play uh, PlayStation games real quick, like PS Five review and a little snippet of Last of Us Two? <laughs> Yeah, we. I mean, that's part. We can I won't spoil anything. I just wanted to talk about like address like some of the controversy you think uh, that we saw and stuff. So we're gonna uh, kind of go on a tangent now and go in terms of like the games that we ended up playing for uh, during this lockdown quarantine time because a lot of games got dropped, dropped like Neo Two got dropped and the beating that for mm. instance. Uh, Persona Royal got dropped and the beating that. Final Fantasy VII got dropped. We both beat that. Oh, yes. That was a brilliant, amazing game when it comes to that. So, overall, I mean, what is it uh, first that you kind of want to talk about? Um, First game I want to talk about. Uh, we going straight into The Last of Us? Hey, honestly, that's because like I feel like front I don't know because we, we didn't talk about. We didn't do a Final Fantasy VII like big. No, I mean, we, we, we tested we Final Fantasy yeah, we talked VII about a little bit, but it wasn't yeah. too much. I mean, let's let's go into Final Fantasy VII. Seven, yeah, I mean, this is a series that we really fucking enjoyed. Yes. We were foaming at the mouth for it. You got the special edition yes. for it. I mean, we couldn't really dive more into the world. And we both beat it relatively quick. But also, it's not like we rushed through it, too. Because mm. I think I, I beat every side mission except the... the the arena Shinra battles at the very end. Mm. Like, I thought that was stupid how they introduced that part at the very end. Yeah. Like, you're already kind of, like... The they, simulator ones? Yeah, yeah. They should have kind of... I thought they should have introduced that a little sooner. Honestly, I, I didn't even do much of the the arena um in uh, that district, that the gambling district. I didn't... Mm-hmm. I only did the story requirement, but... Cause I thought it was... I didn't think free battle was just... You pick things. I thought it was just going to be, like, random generated fighters. Mm-hmm. I wish I did more of that, and I might do that in my next kind of like playthrough of me just want to just run through the game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was fully caught up on the the slum battles, the slum, ones yeah. in that district. Yeah. So it's like I fully beat I beat the brakes off all of them. Anytime they said uh, it was a uh, it was cloud and like it would be a two person team, it'd be me and the boy Barrett, and we would <laughs> jack them up, jack them up. It was so bad. Mm. And when I had Tifa, 
Oh, we would jack them up so bad. That was your main squad? Oh, I, I never had Aerith. I didn't give a <laughs> shit about Aerith. It was me. Like, Aerith, I, I learned how to play her, and she was coming on through. Next like, part of the game that comes out, it will probably still be me, Barrett, and Tifa. That's who I would have in real life. You got to have the ride or die, homie. You got to have the girl. Sure. That's where it has to have. And Tifa's, like, her unbridled punch where, oh, She's man. A- she, to she, me, she, she would do the most damage out of yeah. like everyone. Like, I was seeing people be able to use her properly, I, and I didn't even play with her, but I started using it. I was like, "Dang, you're right, John." Oh yeah, once like, I got it was halfway through, I realized how much <laughs> like ham she would throw, yeah. and it was like, "Oh man, I can't. I, I don't need Aerith. I'll be the healer. Like I just need these people doing damage." And well, I mean, what did you think about Final Fantasy VII from the story, from kind of what they did? Um what what was your thoughts? Um, I I I love the story because I loved how they added more character development and more character uh, just like realization. They added new characters and they really made the world feel more alive. And even though it was set primarily in Midgar, I enjoyed it. I didn't feel the need to even leave. And I it made me even question about Final Fantasy VII how. The first game where you just leave Midgar and now you're in this big open space. I feel like Midgar was just like a section mm-hmm. and not really a, a living thing. It's more like get out of there so you can move on with the plot. Where in this one, it made me question. It's like, what's going on? What's going to happen? What What's this? And even new characters that they introduced, like uh, the guy who looks... they. I feel like they sprinkle a lot of kids who look like characters from Final Fantasy uh, uh, 13. Remember... Mm-hmm. Uh, not snow, but the, the there's uh, near there's like this kid with white hair and he's a nerd. They put him they they just had the same character design they put in Final Fantasy games. But oh no, I, I liked it, even the new characters. The guy who worked with the Dom, who uh, was who was trying to say you shouldn't go in there, mm-hmm. and like learning more about his his story and everything. And I'm excited. Hopefully, we learn more in the next game if things continue. It it just felt refreshing it wasn't the same and honestly i was on my toes i thought things would happen exactly the same especially once i got to um shinron building and then things didn't turn out i was like why aren't we why isn't this happening um why isn't uh this person appearing just yet it overall i just think it was a perfect example of what a remake should be something like hey this is a new game like you're not this is how we're presenting things and the ending I was on my um, yeah. Goosebumps. I was yeah. Great ending, in my opinion. But we'll see how they how they're gonna utilize that in the sec- next game. But I loved it. The music is great. The soundtrack, the art, characters. I love now that they talk. It's perfect. I really have no gripes with any of the voice acting either. Uh, I thought the voice acting was really, really, really good. Mm. I mean, with all the characters. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was over dramatic with anyone. I thought Cloud's part did amazing. Aerith sounded like a kind human being. Tifa just sounded fucking sweet. Like, it sounded like. When I played Final Fantasy VII before, I felt like I was playing a game. When I felt it now, I genuinely felt like I was part of that world. Yeah. I mean, with the way the graphics are, you're, you're kind of thrown in there at this point. And it's like, because it's so detailed and it's so pretty. And then the voice acting makes each character kind of come to life. And at this make you care about, like, how they made Jesse. Oh, yeah. Jesse would have been best oh girl in the gosh. damn game if they would have kept her, if she would have 
been kept in it. Yeah. Like, I, it's I liked real. what they did because it was almost a perfect combination between a remaster and a remake with the yeah. fact that, okay, they used the original soundtrack. Yes. But none of the songs sound identical. If you compare the original intro to the original, uh, like for both of them, and even though it might be the exact same song, if you really listen to it, it's it's different. Like one's more of an orchestra version where it's like there's like a little twist on it. And for me, man, that's the type of stuff that pumps me up because I, I care about the music in a game a lot, especially Final Fantasy VII's mm-hmm. music. I listen to that from Spotify every single week or every other week. Like I... <laughs> it, it's been a long time since I don't I haven't heard a Final Fantasy like either seven, eight, or nine song each week. Mm. Like cause I have a video game playlist and it's all just like video game music that's on there. And like morning music, it's perfect. It's like evening music, you're trying to relax, it's perfect. But I remember when I plopped on Final Fantasy again, I'm a huge fan of the music. It hits me the hardest. It's my favorite part of the whole game for me is the music yeah. because I felt like it tied. It made you feel something that you couldn't feel without it. And so I remember turning on that game and hearing the new version of the same song that I'm already used to listen to. I didn't start the game for like 10 minutes because I just listened just to the listen. song and I just sat there and just like I kind of built the world in my head where I was like, wow. This sounds so different, but so, but also the same. And I, I absolutely loved it. And then you hear Cloud's voice. You see the same scene of him getting off the train. And you, mm. I remember it from the PlayStation days. I remember all of it identical. And then he does it now in real textures and like modern. And you're like, wow. Again, goosebumps naturally just thinking about it. And then side characters you didn't care about, like Biggs and Wedge. I've yes. never cared about them. Now I cared about both of them. Yeah. Wedge was freaking adorable. Like I, yeah, I really liked Wedge like quite a lot. And Biggs, like he was a lot more endearing for me this time mm. than it's like as a fighter than he ever was before. And really shows the difference between when a character is just text based and silent when compared to when there's fully voice act. How you can care about things. It definitely yeah, it makes you question a lot of my RPGs that I liked. More feeling behind yeah. it 100%. But also, they gave those characters more time to shine. Yes. I mean, just meeting her mom. They never mm. had that in the other one, obviously. Nope. And that had some, like, a small deep seat because it made me, like, just just so much more. Mm. You even told me about the Biggs one where I didn't realize, like, he opened that, orf- that orphanage for the kids. That, that was meant, like, he paid it because i remember him talking about it in a certain scene where he's like he's like can you let them know that you know that i'm uh just can you check in on them every once in a while for mm-hmm. me and just like oh, dang, i didn't think about that. that was something special to him like the reasons why people were doing why they were blowing up these reactors you yeah. find the why humanism were considered yeah. terrorists yeah. why they were terrorists yeah I mean, they were that's they were yeah, they exactly were. it they, I mean, I, and it made me really think. Never, I never really thought about. Okay, they blew up these reactors. How that did affect the average people? They yeah. killed a lot of people. Yeah. Like with these reactors blowing up, they. If you really think about Cloud Barrett, they killed, they killed a lot. People, really sure. And it's like when you see the normal uh, reactions from the crowd of, "Oh, I can't get to work all my life. Now we have no power. Now we don't have this." Mm-hmm. It's like they ask that moral question of, did we really do good? Did mm-hmm. we really help? Are you, are you sure? It, it's that's the real question that people would be asking themselves and each other mm-hmm. after such a traumatic and intense event. 
And again, they did such a good job just in terms of that. And then they added so much more detail in terms of other characters and made him worse, like Rufus, for instance. Mm. Or they made uh, Hojo. Hojo was fucking sick. Like, absolutely sick. And first Final Fantasy VII, he never talked about breeding Aerith was a soldier. Oh, like, yeah. And this one, he did. And if you really understand what that means, oh, my God. That's terrible. Did no, that happen to her either. mom? Like, what happened? Like, yeah. there's so much more shit where it just... It may, I felt like this game made it way darker. The um, Going into, like, Dawn, uh, the Dawn's pretty much compound. Yeah, okay? Dawn Cheetos. I'm going to be honest, man. I haven't felt uncomfortable in a game in a while. And seeing Tif- Tifa go up, Uncle and now man. as an adult, we know what really would have happened. Nah. It's one of those things where it's like, I genuinely felt sick. Like, my friend that I care about, that's a female, is going to this place. No matter how strong you are, you're not taking on five, 50 people. Yeah. Like, that's not good. I have to save her. I felt uncomfortable in real life. Yeah. Like, I was like, I need to save her. I need to do this. I wouldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it for like that day. Like, the next day, I had to come straight home and continue where I left off because I couldn't leave her in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when you know a game, a game hits or a plot just hits you where it's like, you, you have to see it through. Exactly. Like, oh, or little things like the honeybee in mm. where they show so much more detail and they had yeah. that really cool little dancing mini game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was funny. It was yeah. silly, but it was also really, really cool. Yeah. And cloud this time, I feel like has so much more personality than he's ever had. I don't remember him talking or really adding too much to the game yeah. in the first uh, disc of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. It's not and, until later in the game where, th- where after things happen, where it's like, oh, he's more vulnerable yeah. because of. But it dealt reality. with the identity crisis yeah. and all that. Where in this game, it's showing that he has so much more to him yeah. in his interactions with the, all the different characters. They do. They did just. To me, man, it was such a brilliant job yeah. through from start to finish with the way that it ended, with how it's like what happened to some of the side characters, whether they died or they lived. It was just really fascinating with how they fleshed out that world to where by the end of it, even though I was sad that the game ended, I was like, I was so grateful that this was only the first part, that there's another few more parts that's going to come out that's mm. going to be just as fleshed out. I mean, are they going to open up the world like what it was before? Are they not? I mean, we don't really know. And so to me, it's exciting because then it's like I start thinking of the other stuff that happened in Final Fantasy VII, going to Red Thirteen's hometown, for instance, mm. dealing with the astronomy aspect because it's like when they were talking about the world and God. Oh, yeah. That it always impacted Releasing me a lot. Releasing the as a kid. ultimate weapons and stuff that defense the what the planet's natural defense coming out. Yeah. Or seeing some of Barrett's, the other uh, Barrett's side story about Barrett's side story yeah. about his friend. Yeah, and then when they all end up going to jail, Cloud having a real date with Tifa at Golden Saucer. Yeah. You know how pumped I'm going to be to see that in real time. The fact that as a kid, they you always knew that there might be something between the two. Yes, but they never fleshed it out. Where yeah. it's like. Finally, as an adult, we actually see, hey, these characters feel something real. Like, there is real attraction Mm -hmm. that they have for each other. I'm on the Cloud Tifa band, uh, as I always have been. And I am, too, because Aerith is for someone else. And she's also my boy. She's going to die, so no one gives a shit. Mm -hmm. Like, no one cares about it. We'll see. No, you can't take that out of the fucking game. (laughs) 
Hey, there, there's someone who, there's someone who's alive, my boy. Allegedly, we we'll don't see. know. They're saying otherwise. We don't know. No, we'll see. I, but I agree. We don't know because I don't think he would leave a certain gift if he was. And more alive. importantly, wouldn't Aerith know if she felt someone else die that was in close to her mother? Remember when her mother's like uh, husband died, like he was off to war. And she was like, she looked at her mother and was like, oh, he just passed. And she never understood that. You remember that part? Yeah, I remember that part. Okay. So you think she wouldn't realize that Zach's gone? She never said anything. She said, literally, if you do her scene, she says, you can't fall in love with me, Cloud. Yeah. There's someone. Because I think she's saying that she's just someone she loves. I think knows. she knows that she's going to die. Yeah, I think that like, too. Of course, we'll see. That's what I just I think. Guessed. I think if anything, there's they're expanding some imp on my boy Zach because, and it should be expanded yeah. on. I we'll, hope, we'll see. I hope that that. I, and in. I agree. I think there there's certain things that have to happen, and I think they did a good job of even making because uh, one big biggest thing is they wanted to set up Seth Roth even better because that big reveal in the old one was like, oh, this is who he is, and this one you still don't, you still haven't really set him up. You have, we haven't f- truly faced him. We face clones of Seth Roth, but we haven't faced the actual man. But it's really cool how he's popping up so much more in yeah. Bigger, for instance, where he never did in the original. It's like they're adding so much more depth mm-hmm. to it that I really like. The motorcycle scene. I thought the motorcycle scene was awesome in terms of what they did in the remake opposed yeah. to the... Even though I failed once or twice. I think I failed like yeah, twice. I was, I was pissed off. Yeah, I, I, like, I think it was pissed me. I was like, oh, gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, I really failed. I'll figure it out. That soldier beat me the first time. Yeah. Bring it. I'm talking about the, the 80 motorcycle scene. The, so, the first time, I'll beat the brakes off him, but barely, but I did. Oh, no. For me, it was, the <laughs> ending one was easy. It was oh, okay. the first one where it's like you Getting fight the, the controls, soldier. Yeah. It was, that's the one. He got me twice mm-hmm. near the very end, and I was like, yeah. oh. I scummed it out. But again, it was a good series right there. I'm really happy with what they do with Seven. I hope. I mean, what's exciting for us is Square Enix is going to be dropping some new trailers in the month of July and uh, August. For what? Uh, for the games that should have been dropped at E3. Oh, okay. So right. we should see. We could potentially but, see stuff on Final Fantasy. Yeah. We could potentially see stuff on any of their other new, maybe original IPs. We don't really know. Yeah. Um. Uh, as far as the other games, I played and beat. I beat Control and I brought it over. Finally finished that because you uh, got on me. Um, yeah, I haven't been playing because I'm in school. Obviously, I haven't played as much games. Uh, now that Last of Us dropped, Last of Us Part Two dropped. I've been playing that. Uh, and yeah, I, I I'm excited. I know for sure we we're planning once we both beat it to actually do an extensive uh, discussion about it because I'm excited to hear more thoughts and stuff. And I think that's something to. To be referenced to our our talk before about the creator versus the viewer and how mm-hmm. much uh, that can be affected and stuff. Because this game did get a lot of controversy. Yeah. And, I mean, we all knew it was going to be a dark game overall. Yeah. We we definitely did. And there was some things that was a little misleading that they yeah. did. I mean, let's be honest. We... Um, it's going to be hard not to go into slight spoiler territory yeah. right here. So, I'm going to be honest. For the next few minutes, you might want to skip ahead. Because... You want me to set a timer and we just like five minutes? I mean, we can go five minutes, but I haven't made it out of the first day of Seattle oh. yet. So it's oh, like okay. I'm that far kind of back. Oh, so okay. it's like. Uh, I'm, like uh, yeah, I wasn't even going to talk about that. So I was just more going to well, talk the about the controversy about uh, 
the thing that mood set that isn't rude that people are some people the the review things is a different thing or the nostalgia glasses can happen but some people are saying like it's very depressing it has a certain hit i was reading some where i've been playing the game and i'm pretty far i think i'm in the midpoint mm-hmm. uh where i'm just like i don't agree with them so far like i, I think there is like if you sit in there and reflect maybe you can get depressed but there are still little splashes of things from the old and i think it's a comparison of you remember playing a ps3 game that was brand new and different it's a you playing something game. now and just like me playing and I, I i look at it as like me playing the first uncharted first uncharted no one really cared it was like oh it's all right yeah uncharted 2 whoa this game is amazing people are like oh it's like a movie yeah and different thing you might you might love the first one of last of us because it was different and just like this but again it's this is not how you designed it and it and it and it really made me hit the uh, the title of the series and really tells you a lot of things it's called the last of us that doesn't sound like uh this is not mario and brothers this is an exciting adventure where things will happen exactly how you want it things things are going to change and there's story that evolves around that probably won't go the way you want it to go but it's not in my hands but that's exactly how yeah. reality is, yeah. especially reality in such a dark, selfish world, which is that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that world and not just the world, but all the characters in there from the first game to even the second game are incredibly selfish yeah. because it's all about self-preserving. And so, the world is black and white. And that, that real mindset, like your actions will Matt, might be like, hey, I'm doing this because I want to do it. And this matters to me will affect other people. Well, your choices you make, and I was like, "Damn!" But even then, it's like yeah. it's hard for me to agree with it being black and white because I feel like it's just one clear shade of gray. Because mm. what you think you did good, they could think you did bad, and no one's wrong because it's all perspective. Mm. It's like they say one person's terror, one nation's terrorist is another nation's freedom fighter. Yeah. So it's like in the end, depending on your perspective, you Carful might history, agree or you might disagree. There's, I've had debates with this with. Oh, a lot of people in the last of last of us one ellie you know uh could have died at yes. this point i've agreed 100 percent, even though it wouldn't have been better for the world it's selfish it's the wrong decision i naturally would have made the same decision as joel mm-hmm. i would have especially when you are on that journey from start to finish with them and you see how many people they killed how many people they survived through how much hell that they experienced and how they found each other and both how fucked up both their lives were it's like so for me in particular when i embody all of that i understand the selfishness even though there's a it would definitely not be for the better or the greater good whereas i talked to my friend last night uh, my friend on uh from Overwatch. Okay, he lives up in Utah. Okay, okay. So I was like, I I gave him the same premise of Last of Us one. I said, okay, you know, your child is immune. It's your daughter, and they have a chance for a cure. Not guaranteed. It's a chance. Yes. But that daughter has to die. Do you give up your daughter? You know what my friend said? Well, John, I do have two daughters. I laughed hard, oh, damn. <laughs> hard. But then, yeah. like on the serious note, he was like, "It would be hard, but I think I can do it." And it's like, I, for me, I'm gonna be honest. One, I don't know if that was his real answer. Yeah, because people naturally want to feel like they can, they would morally take the high ground. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are gonna are really honest with understanding how selfish we are as people, mm-hmm. and are oh, and are okay with that. 
I mean, for me, man, I ain't a hero. I'm not here. I, I like, I didn't ask for that burden. I don't want that burden. It's none of my damn business. In fact, why would I care about saving the people who indirectly shot my daughter or uh, and killed his original daughter, like Joel yeah. and stuff like that? It doesn't make sense. Like the world was even to hell at that point, And his daughter still died on yeah. some bullshit. And you don't even know if, if, if it will be a vaccine that cures or a vaccine that makes things a lot worse. And that's the thing. Yeah. You don't it's know. Like, there's so many you just unknowns. believe like, oh, this happened. The only thing you do know is you give your child to strangers and guaranteed your child has died, will die, and that you have to go across the country alone. Yeah. Like, so it's like, again, just that one small aspect. And, yeah. I think for me, that really got me to just think about that because I, I also feel like what he did. Well, I was like, damn, that would mess up. But I felt I would do the same because I and it comes down to this of me feeling like choice and not feeling like it. If I like me now, I was like, would I give my kid that choice? Uh, let them decide. I was like, why would I? Because me now, I'm just like, would I let someone that young think about be able to seriously make that decision and say, yeah, I'm going to die and take it serious? Or what? But I forget that. I'm just going to get get them out of here and say, forget it. I know 100% what I would do. Mm. I would take the sins all upon myself. You don't, Uh, I'm not going to give you that choice because I don't want to give you the burden of having to make you that choice. Yeah. I don't care if you hate me. I don't care if you hate me. I do care at this point that you will still live a life for you. And in particular, like it's like a child knowing what they want. You didn't, we didn't know what we wanted in high school. How are you going to know what you wanted in middle school? You don't. You don't know who you want, who you like, what you want to do. You have no idea. That's why the idea of college makes me very frustrated because it's like you have kids that are fresh out of high school, 18, 19, and they are expected to make that one decision that's going to then affect the rest of their life. They don't fucking know. They don't know their Mm. passions at this point. They don't know 100%. There is some that definitely do know. But there's also a lot of people that naturally get a degree and then go into a field of work where that degree wasn't even required. Mm -hmm. And then it's like they they didn't know. Or they'll switch their major halfway through. And then it's like all that money is almost wasted at this point. And so it's one of those things where it's like, like, I didn't know what I wanted at 18. I'm not going to know what I wanted at 15. There's no way mm. even slag that that you you think you kind of want to do right. But it's like, is that really what you want? Everyone wants to do right. Nobody wants to die. Yeah. And that's nobody mm. does, especially for a world that has no problem in taking as much as they can from you. And so that's the thing that makes it so interesting. And look at it. I mean, we can see it even in our pandemic right now. Yeah, OK, think about it. How were people like, why would we? choose to sacrifice something that we hold dear to us for people that can't put on a mask. Okay. Or for people who can't buy toilet paper at a reasonable fashion, they have to sit there and hoard. I got to buy 30 of them. Fuck yeah. You don't need toilet paper. I got to get my bunker ready. I've Shit. never would have thought a year from now I can go to the store and for months where you didn't see toilet paper on the shelf. Okay, think about it. Our aspect, this is the, not a pandemic, this is a pandemic, but not nearly as bad as the Black Plague that happened in historically, or as what happened in Last of Us, where it's like a zombie virus, and we're still, we can barely keep it up. Mm -hmm. So imagine when times get even worse, food's more scarce, water's more scarce, you barely have electricity. I know for a fact they don't shower every day. Oh yeah, for sure. The whole world's different. 
So it's it's such an interesting thing. I'm gonna be honest though. I've been trying to hold this. I'm not gonna be able to hold this for another hour. I gotta go to the bathroom. All right, go. I, I will press on and and go. Um, yeah, we're definitely gonna do a Last of Us two uh, part two spoiler cast and really bring up more on the subject because I think it's something I want to explain because uh, I am playing through the first one with my wife and I want to kind of see it, the difference and really just play through um, that story and really see what's the issue. But overall, I think it's a great game. You either will like it or hate it, but and I think and I think that's a good thing. You can you can have that decision, that feeling. Um, moving on to video games. Uh, I know because of the pandemic, a lot of things are getting pushed back. Luckily, uh, I know uh, the next game I'm about to get, pick up is the Ghost of uh, Tsushima. Tsushima, I think so. And that looks like a cool actual. I can actually be a samurai wanted because I try to do it. And um, what was that freaking uh, samurai one made by uh, so- uh, um, Ghost of Software? software anyways uh try to try to do what was that uh samurai game made by uh from soft from from soft the one the competitive one Sekiro, Sekiro yeah the new ghost of Tsushima is coming out i was like how it's gonna be a little bit it's definitely gonna be different than Sekiro. Uh, but I'm excited for that. It's going to be way easier. Than yeah, it's going to be way easier. Which, it's not a game designed to break you like Sekiro. Which I'm actually glad because Sekiro broke me in the first, in the beginning of it. I was like, Sekiro was easy. <laughs> like, not Same with Neo 2. People were talking about how Neo 2 was tough. I wiped through that game. There was one boss in that game that made, that was uh, slightly difficult. How did the, how did it, does it end uh, leading to the first game or something? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, so the main character of Neo One, you end up fighting him at the end, and then he'll like join your side, and then he'll go like into Neo Two a little bit after that, or Neo, Neo go One into Neo One after that. Oh, like your character disappears and he starts practically Neo One. That's right. exactly yeah, okay. practically like you beat yeah, the main Yeah, because he baddie. comes there first. He leave he leaves, and then he has to go back because that spirit inside him gets taken. Yeah, right, you beat the so. main baddie, and then you meet up with Homegirl, and she's like, well, you got no place to live. And you're like, yeah. And they're like, well, let's just walk this way. And that's yeah, that's how Let's it walk this way. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's literally how it ends. It's fucking ridiculous. They're like, All okay, right. we'll just go off this way. Either way, good game. I mean, I uh, enjoyed Neo too, but I also enjoyed, I mean, Sekiro for me a lot more. But it was also, I mean, Sekiro had a lot of different kavats that made it to where it was you can make the game easier. There was half the bosses in that game. You can go behind them before the fight starts. Backstab them and take out a health bar before oh, you even before start. you actually start. There's a couple bosses that are cheap, but you couldn't do that too. Like the gorilla, <laughs> that headless monkey can eat all the dicks. <laughs> and then when you have to fight two of them, oh, oh you, you I, gotta I have, fight two? Yeah, I haven't been that mad in a while. Oh. I, I I put my heart and soul fight one. Barely beat him, and it took days. And then a little while later, you fight another one comes up, and I'm like, no problem. I got the moves down. I, halfway through, you beat the brakes off of him. I got halfway through, another one shows up. So now two are attacking you right <laughs> the back. So you're dodging one attack, dodging, dodging, dodging one attack. Death by a billion cuts. It was so frustrating. I haven't That's been crazy. that insulted in a game in a long time. Where I'm like. 
You guys are serious? <laughs> like, oh, man. Got him. Dang. But that ending boss is what got me. I ain't going to lie. I never finished that game because oh, I was just too tired of the damn loading screens. I'm going to die hella quick, and then I got to wait four minutes for it to load. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> that, that is a lot of people great about that like, damn loading screens. Neo 2, you died. You were immediately, like, respawned Respawn? within, like, um, like, less than 10 seconds. Yeah, I'll see about that. Um, are you uh, going to pick up the Ghost of Tsushima? Oh, yeah, I pre-ordered it already. I pre-ordered? I'll, I'll definitely pick it up. That I'm trying day. to figure out how to pre-order it properly on a GameStop because it's not letting me pre-order it to let it be picked up at the store. It keeps trying to say that it's sent it home to me. Well, So I don't know if I call. I don't know or... about you, but the GameStop, I, GameStop, when I picked up Last of Us, I was able to walk in there. Oh, my, yeah, mine's is like, you gotta, I went to mine's, they're like, hey, please. So you might call, you should call them and just do kind of a double check because at least the one I'm at in Bellevue Crossroads, yeah, they were like, hey, um, or, or a couple weeks ago, they said it's only going to be curbside pickup. Yeah. And then when I called them up to be like, yo, y'all never called me about Last of Us. Are you doing curbside pickup? They're like, no, you could just walk in the store and get it. Don't oh, worry okay, about cool. it. I think mine's because, uh, through some of the protests. Um, some people broke into uh to the outlet collection. They broke into that GameStop. Well, and we, jacked a lot. we had a GameStop a few streets down the or a few streets down from us right here in Seattle, yeah. and it's closed now because the protesters broke in there and jacked them. Mm. They fully closed the branch, so that manager moved up to the Bellevue Crossroads one where I go to. I will I, I will say this though: there was pe- uh I won't say protest. It was people who were. Using protests as advantage to uh, do crime. Well, it happens. Yeah, it happens, it happens in everything. Like, it, people, and it you know. happens historically. Yeah, and that's a, poli- a tactic that police have recordedly, knowingly used. Yeah, where they throw. Now, again, I'm not saying that this is the case. We're not we don't have, we don't have proof. We so. do know there's opportunists everywhere. I know mm. a couple people in in my life right now that was part of uh, the group that jacked in Bellevue. Mm. I know them. Okay. I beat the brakes off them. They did that in front of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also do know historically police have definitely put plants in crowds that have started riots to give police uh, the chance to disperse it because now it became violent. Hmm. That has happened historically. So it could be that or it could be just people being like, yo, let's let's get a quick PS4. Yeah. Opportunist, that's a perfect and that's like, there. I'm going to be honest. I thought about it myself. I was like, man, if I'm going to rob any store, it'd be GameStop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, I bought three of my games since then, like, yeah. you know, a normal adult. So, yes. I don't know. Like, I don't money, agree with it. I can do it. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. But Last of Us, I mean, so in terms of the controversy, I think this is the first time I've seen it in a long time where the game reviewers gave it a high score. But the user reviewers gave it such a low but, score. But people, some people just uh, spammed it right when the game was released four hours. I was like, how did you... There's no way you finished the game in four hours. You just spam it because of those leaks that happened months earlier. And that's the thing is I kept myself away from those leaks. Yeah, I mean, me I got... I think one... I mean, I got like the made the first thing spoiled to me okay. originally. So it's like, I, I knew... I, I had a feeling I, it was something like I that. I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it was going to happen so quick. Yeah. (laughs) But I definitely figured it was going to happen. I mean, when it comes to that, it's just whenever you say it's a story about revenge, you know, it's not going to go according to plan. Yeah. I thought it was, they got me at least because I thought it was going to be revenge about something else. And I thought it was going to be more 
I'll, I'll say right that because I think it's, I thought it was gonna be about uh, character being ass- actually sexually assaulted, and that was gonna be revenge. Yeah, like, I thought they were going to end up like that kind of thing, like, like her, like Ellie's girl. Yeah, and that's where you're gonna start. We were on the same page. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. But then it was something completely different, different. in terms of that. And if, if you really think about it, like the whole situation was all set up by chance. Like Joel and the homies saved that girl, Abby. And then somehow out of everywhere, they go back to her compound. Like, think of the odds. Like, what if Joel would have been in this? Even the horde appearing. Yeah. The odds of that happening. It's so crazy yeah. when it comes to that. So it's like, there's a lot to it that uh, definitely hurt. I mean, again, as we were already talking about it, I'm only in, like, I'm probably, I think, at the very end of finishing up the first day in Seattle. Damn. I'm, like, near that. So it's like I know that there's other. Dark and you're playing hard mode too. You're playing, so yours is very, a lot more difficult of moving through the days. Mine's more just it's. I die a lot, yeah. <laughs> like a lot, but there's a lot of times where I, I like I do feel a lot more tension because I know okay I have four shots and there's three enemies. If I miss one, I might be so screwed to where I might not be able to survive my next fight. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wanted that aspect because I feel like it just suits the feeling of this world. It lets me just kind of feel it a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, once the game's beat, this game is just like the first one. I feel like it's not going to have replayability. Once once you know what's going to happen, so yeah. you're not going to replay Because it's a very again. narrative story game where it's so, like, unless... You're a speedrunner who wants to show off tricks on YouTube and video, record yourself. I'm, you're right. That's probably gonna be like, hey, I'm done. I beat the game. Time to move on. Yeah, it's very frustrating when it comes to that. But I, that's not me, also. Yeah. Like I don't do speedrunning. Do challenges. I and mean, stuff I got and... No, like I'm taking my sweet time again. Persona Five, hundreds, like over a hundred hours to beat that game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. If you are going through and you're beating most of the side quests and the main quest, those two are one of the longest games on PlayStation mm. when it comes to that. I went from one marathon gaming to another marathon yeah. game. Something like Last of Us where it's 20 to 40 hours, it's not hard to blow through. And because we waited so long to that, I do enjoy kind of stretching it out. Yeah. I mean, when we beat Final Fantasy, man, I felt the hole in me because to me it was like, man, I waited for this game for so long. It was so beautiful. There's so much to it. I won't stop thinking about it. Oh, please be here in two years. Yeah, please. I don't want to be 35 and playing the second part of this game. Yeah, like I don't. I really don't. But we kind of get if that's what has to happen, then I'm going to be 35 yeah, playing, playing the, the game. game. Yeah. I like I'm a lifelong <laughs> gamer, whether I'm 30s, 40s, 50s. I've realistically don't anticipate putting down gaming. Mm. I don't. I'll lessen it, of course, because yeah. family and all that. But in terms of fully dropping it, I mean, think about it. We're about to get graced with Cyberpunk this year. Okay. November. That's going to be. When that gets dropped, I'm going to end up going MIA for a little while just because I'm going to be so deep into that world. What happens in 10 years from now? Like, when, like, it's going to make games like Cyberpunk look like shit. Like, it's going to be so different in terms of that. Like, I, I'm so excited for what the future of gaming has for us, man. Mm. It's so exciting to me. Oh. And the PS5. PS5 reveal look, look great. I'm glad that you mod the skin and stuff. I think I don't know, modding looks... the skin was is dope. I mean, the only other console that ever allowed you to do that was the Xbox 360, and that was the faceplate. Yeah. Like, 
So the fact that you can potentially get more of a customized like feel to it, even right. if I stick with the basic standard one, it still looks nice. If I compare both of them, and maybe I'm a fanboy, maybe I'm biased, but if I compare the new Xbox to the new PlayStation, I got something that looks like a modem and something that looks like a wireless router. <laughs> it's not looking good. <laughs> like, it's really they both don't uh, look great. Yeah. Like, if you look they both look like... They're trying to be look like a console, but in reality, they're just like another PC. They're just a PC, a closed system PC that you can't mod or do anything. You yeah, can just I mean, I play games with. I see the Xbox looking more like a PC because yeah. if you look at my PC right now, I have an Alienware. Yeah. It's a flat box that looks like a cable box. It doesn't look much. The Xbox is <laughs> yeah, just like, as rectangular, and it's like a, a little bit bigger, like and that's brick. about it. It's like a brick. So it's one of those things where I'm. I'm ex- I like the design. I like the fact that the end of every PlayStation 5 controller for the grip yeah. in the back, it's all X square triangle circle. Is so it going to be cushioned though? It's not cushioned. Oh, okay. So it's like you see how there's like grip in the back of this PlayStation controller. Yeah. Like you can see it in the light, right? Yeah. So instead of it looking like random dots, now it looks like the exact different buttons. The buttons. Okay. Like configuration of a PlayStation. Like little stuff like that. Little mm. get, uh, caveats. I really like that. That's really cool. The fact that Hitman is getting released pretty much on it in January, absolutely yeah. amazing. Even the, the the Spider-Man Miles Morales being dropped immediately. Yeah. That, that I, I much was sold worried it. because, again, I thought it was going to be like uh, like kind of like an expanion to yeah, Spider-Man. Or, but uh, the simple DLC. a standalone game, mm-hmm. now I can appreciate that. Um, the fact that it's PlayStation Four backwards compatible, so I can add, so all the games that we are stocking up on that we have, like Game of the Years, like God of War, for instance. I can still keep for the next 10 years and still play at that point. I'll have to give that up and then buy a PS5 version of God of mm-hmm. War. Like, I'm really excited for the next step into our gaming. Because if you think about it, I mean, PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, huge changes. Yeah. I mean, Last of Us alone, I mean, and what they did with just the rope mechanic is so cool. Like, it's developing wise. You throw a extension cord over a freaking uh, metal rail and it shows a form of tightness that's mm. in there. It's not like this magically infinite cord out of yeah. nowhere. And if it barely hits it, it now keeps the cord like nice and straight. Little stuff like that where I'm like, dang, like the Remember physics that. in games is getting crazy. Yeah, man, we got a lot to look forward to. I'm excited. I mean, for yeah. me, man. I'm more excited about the future now than I've ever been because we have games like Cyberpunk that are you have you can make any sex of character you want. You can make a trans character in Cyberpunk. Yes. Am I gonna do that? No, I'm not. But the fact that they have that option is yes. absolutely fascinating yeah. to me. The fact that they are giving you more that much choice, control. That much control. The fact that there is multiple endings, like an Assassin's Creed. The reason why I bought Odyssey, I didn't play Origins. Okay, I'm a Origins bigger fan. Good. I'm a big fan of Egypt, so I really wanted to, but hmm. I heard the level up system I, because it went against my normal mentality. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. judged it, and I was like, I'm not going to give it a chance. I don't yeah. care. I don't care about the level up system. I'm not going to do that. That's not Assassin's Creed. And then I, I shut up. I wait. I wait over a, almost like a year, like because hmm. I, I have a picture when I was in Japan of them of. Assassin's Creed Odyssey in the billboard. Oh, okay. Man. So it's like, I waited well over a year since Assassin's Creed Odyssey dropped. Bought it based off the reviews and based off the fact that they said there's multiple endings 
and there's lots of choices in there. That's what I like in a yeah. game is I like multiple choices. They do give you choices on one. So it's like, and I've been having a lot of fun with this with Origins now or with Odyssey. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, Ernest. This is the first time ever in gaming history where I actually went back and redid a choice. I've never oh, done that. And Mass you Effect. Oh, you loaded it. I actually reloaded it. I have never done that before ever. It's never happened. So there's a point where Alexios, your main character. Yes. You help this rebellion on this damn freaking little island. Okay. Pretty much you end up swooping up and being like, oh, you're with this guy. Eh, be with me. Don't worry about it, girl. And so you, you romance this girl. Okay. So it's like they're getting closer and she's like, ah. I know I got a guy. I shouldn't go after you. And you're like, don't worry. Oi. Are you we, trying to play a player? We, we might we might die. It's fine. Let, let's just relax. And she's like, all right, I got you. So have a good time with her. The guy ends up finding out. Like, after you finish the whole rebellion and you finish, like, that arc, it's coming to the conclusion. Yeah. So then he's mad. He's like, you took my glory. You took my life. You took my girl. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I did. What? And he's we, like, we well, it's a Spartan way. We got to fight. And I'm like, well, you're going missing. <laughs> Let's just say he goes missing. <laughs> I go up to the girl. Hey, girl, what's up? I'm not obviously mentioning that I made her ex go missing. I'm going to mention that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're supposed to celebrate. We just won the war. We helped her out. And now she's mad because she lost her purpose. And she's like, her gods are cruel because her purpose was killing this one guy. Now we killed him. So then she's like, oh, okay. I lost this. The gods are always demanding a sacrifice. What do I do? Well, I answered the first set of questions. Great. The second set of questions, it was like, you have three options. And I chose the wrong option. And let's just say, based off what I said, she threw herself off a cliff. She killed herself. And I sat there. And I was I, like, goosebumps, hair <laughs> I, I sat there and I was like, what? So now I'm like, huh. I'm burned. You go back to like your main captain and you're like, well, let's celebrate. You know, even though these two people died, we're still going to celebrate. We're still going to do this. Let's party the night away. Party the night away. Go to the next day. And then your guy's like, hey, um, yeah, even though we left them with no leader, you know, did we really help out? And your captain's like, yeah, don't worry about (laughs) it. Let's go. So you bounce. I played for another hour. I sat there. It burned at me it <laughs> hit me fucking hard i couldn't stop thinking about it. i put the game down I, I waited two more hours total of three hours i can't stop thinking about it i'm like what do i do that's not the choice i would have made if i would have known that <laughs> like so then i finally am like i gotta load it <laughs> i look my auto save is an hour and a half before i made that decision so I have to replay every battle again. Did you end up even killing the guy? I replayed that battle. I redid it. I I I loaded it. Then I just saved it. And I was like, I'm just going to do this the next day. Thought about it all day. The next day came back to it. Did everything the same. Instead of going to the guy first and the girl first, I went to the girl first. I was like, I, I got to make sure. So I saved her. Then I went to the guy. It was like, 
hey, bro, took your girl. What you going to do? And he's like, for Spartan, died. Killed him. Killed him. <laughs> I killed him. This time, I killed him and hit his body. Because before, I like I left his body like right in the middle. This uh, time, oh, people found it? No, like oh, okay. not in the game, but it's like they would have found it. Uh, it was real. <laughs> this time, I was like, oh, no, you're going out to the fishes today. Oh, you threw him in the water? I threw him in the water deep. <laughs> like, then I went to her, and then at the very end... She's like, I send two notes out, one to you and one to him, and you're the one that shows. And it says you could tell her that she killed that, killed him. And I was like, Nah, we ain't saying nothing. <laughs> nice I had a good time with her and bounced. And that is how that ended. I spent hours. Oh, just so to get, she, so she's, she's alive now. She's, she's alive. She's alive. She doesn't. She doesn't know about the guy. She thinks that guy went back to Spartan and got a promotion. He did get a promotion, but he died. <laughs> but are you choosing to help out the Spartans? I'm choosing. Okay. Is that who your main people are? So it pisses me off because when I think of the Spartans, they weren't good people. They yeah. were very, very militaristic. Okay, and in history or hist- uh, historically. After the events of 300, the Spartans actually sold themselves out to the Persians, like historically. Oh, mm-hmm. So all that honor, all that shit disappeared immediately after Leonidas died. And now they literally worked with and for the Persians after that. The yeah, Spartans, just get paid. You know. those, yeah, they were mm-hmm. practically bona fide mercenaries. Yeah. The Spartans weren't exactly good people. But then when you talk to the people of Athens, it's like these guys are rich politicians. And me, I'm just like. I don't want to agree with you guys. Democracy is good, but you all are abusing your authority, kind of like modern times. <laughs> and the only way you can change these types of power, because they're not going to give up power. Hell's no one wants know. to give up power. Well, it sounds like I got to take them out of the picture. Well, I got to make them give up that power. And so I've been making sure every island is Spartans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I almost want to do the like. Let's have half the island be Spartans, half the island being from a- a- like Athens. And finally, it got to the point where I was like, I don't care about these politicians. <laughs> yeah. Like you all ain't helping no one out. And then it's funny because you know every Assassin's Creed has like a, a famous character in there. Yeah. So this one has Socrates, the oh, philosopher. Oh, nice. Yeah. What they don't tell you is everybody in the game hates Socrates. Everyone pisses the shit out of him. They're just like, I'm tired of your dumb questions. I'm tired of talking to you. Don't talk to me. You're a terrible person. And he's just like, am I a terrible person? And they're like, yes, you suck. (laughs) That's cool. So I enjoy that aspect. But yeah, man, it was the first time ever. I've never done that Mass Effect and I made wrong decisions in there. Never done that. I'm a Knights of the Old Republic one. I made a wrong decision that where Bastila ended Oof. up dying at the very end of Knights of the Old Republic one. Okay. I've never once went back. But now this was the one time where it's like when you spend a lot of time and you're like, I've taken this girl. Hey, girl, you know what real love is? Yes, sir. Oh. You jumped off the cliff? <laughs> no, I can't let that happen. Can't let that happen. I can't let that happen. I shouldn't have said make a sacrifice. I didn't know you sacrificing yourself. I thought you were just sacrificing a goat. <laughs> That's what the times were. I don't know. It's ridiculous. No, I get you that. These are the interesting times that we're in when it comes to that. I like so far, kind of going back to The Last of Us, though, 
yeah. what I'm playing. I like how it's like Ellie and like her friend, like that girl. Mm-hmm. I like those two and like their interactions with each other yeah. so far. Again, where I'm at because of um, like after every interaction, they like make sure each other's okay. Like small little stuff like that. Like, You'll be watching Nick when he play, right? What Nick? Because does Nick play in here? Or he plays uh, in he his... plays in here, but he puts on the headphones. Oh, okay. So I don't hear any yeah. of that. Every once in a while, I'll sit back and I'll like look at like standard gameplay. Yeah. But if I see like a cutscene or if I see something oh, big, move. I yeah. never do All that. Right, and can... a lot of times, I'll even play with my own headphones. So it's dark in my home. Okay. It's like there's no sound coming from my home. He's headphones up. I'm headphones. Up. Oh, okay, cool. I do not want anything yeah. of that sort. But there's sometimes I'll look over and I'm like, yeah. That looks like drama. (laughs) Let's not look at context for that. And so I try to avoid as much as I can. Mm. But like with what happened to like the boy, you're just like, "Mm." Mm -mm -mm." but also little stuff that they do, like adding the guitar on there. Yes. Awesome. I think it's cool. You do the strumming, you do the little mini game with that. It's a really cool song. When Joel did that first song at the very beginning, you felt the pain in his voice, and it genuinely – I thought it was a beautiful moment. Mm. Like, I liked what they did because they showed, okay, right after Last of Us, bam, this is what happened. He found that settlement. It was, like, almost immediately after. And it's, like, it showed how much weight he had on him, and it showed him – like, Ellie obviously didn't trust him at that point. She knew something was off because it was an awkward interaction when they uh, when they talked to each other. You remember that? She was – uh, she was at her desk and he like knocked on her door to be like, Hey, I'm checking in with you it, that before he taught her guitar, like, and did his guitar, like the interaction, but between those two, didn't that seem awkward? Yeah. Like it seemed like something was off and it was because you, you know, she must've had some doubts about that, like about how that all went down. Yeah. You know, she definitely did. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's things that like, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see some stuff. And yeah. so it's like, you know, she definitely had doubts <laughs> about that, but it's like, you could tell she was just like, well, this is my life now. And he's just like, you could tell he didn't know what to say. Cause it's like, you could felt the weight was crushing him. And the fact that it was that awkward little bit of, you're not like my daughter. We know something bad happened. Mm. I even got like when he played the song the first time I got I I started getting teary eyed just hearing just like being back with these characters again because when I finished Last of Us one I didn't want to return to him because I felt I loved how it ended and I didn't want that story to be shattered and that's that's something with real life where like it doesn't just end well yeah it's like it goes he he kind of like re gets that rekindles kind of their relationship in a way and then four years pass and you could tell they obviously. Must have grown a little closer during that time period. Yeah. They were both aged. So it's like seeing that interaction between those two, to me, hit me so hard personally because it was one of those things where it's like there was so much said that wasn't said. Mm. It was like there was, you could tell there it was such a complicated emotion experience between those two. And I enjoy that dynamic because it it's not obvious. It's not an easy thing to understand. It's difficult man it's what that dude did i mean it's no different than somebody literally dropping an atom bomb in on japan like for the greater good or for not in the end it's irrelevant one person whoever makes that decision whoever Mm -hmm. does the action has to live with that if you are the person where you know that you have to push this button and it's going to kill millions of people and affect Billions of people because that radiation will affect them, their generation. Yeah, for years and years to come. Okay. 
you're going to push that button because it's your order. But people don't think, okay, that person that knows what happened, that knows what he did, that pilot that pressed that button, that dropped that bomb, what did they experience that night? What did they experience 10 years after that when they knew the radiation and they actually knew the damage that was being done? Do you think- And they, it was slowly killing them. Even them being that high up, they all of them died from it too. So it's one of those things where it's like, like you don't think about the extra perspective of, mm. okay, I did something that has an incredible consequence. How is this going to weigh on me? And then when he talked to his friend and his friend, like to that guy and that guy was a firefly. Oh, yeah. he talked to that guy and being like, this is what I did. And then the guy had nothing to say and was like, we need to head back. And there was that awkward silence between the two on the ride back. Goosebumps. Yeah. Abs- again, to me, the way they painted that scene was absolutely beautiful it's because it felt so fucking realistic. And then it was quiet. They get back into town. And the guy looks at him and he's like, I can't really say I would do something different. And it was that show of that selfishness, but that show of also humanity on top of that being like, I, I don't know if I agree with this or don't. I mean, obviously it's not for the better. It's a bad situation. It's yeah. Tough. I'll take this. I'll take it to my grave. I'll, I'll take that to my grave mm. and to sit there and just knowing like, okay, if I was in that same situation to have one person that I can confide in, I can't tell anybody else that one person, how, how would that feel again? It was like a game rarely, like it will make me feel happiness. It'll crack me up or it'll make me feel anger for a lot. Okay. This so far has been one of the only games that actually makes me feel weight. Like when mm-hmm. you watch Cowboy Bebop and they say, you're going to carry that weight, son. This is real weight that I genuinely feel like I did carry. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it was like, man, I don't. Oh, like. It's honestly a game I, I have to take a break from. I have to. I only can play so much. And I was like, Oof, okay, let me get off. Well, yeah, so I haven't like, touched well, it. Yeah. Like, to be fair, like. Friday, like I walk, like I usually play Overwatch with friends, and then I was planning on doing it yesterday, and there's just something about it where I was like, I'm not really trying to feel dark, yeah. <laughs> like and depressed for a while, so it's like I'll end up touching it throughout this week, yeah. but it's like I have to be in the right mentality and mindset because you're overwhelmed with so much darkness, and it, it's tough. It's like watching ReZero to me. Yeah. It's no different. Like I can watch a few episodes of that. But when they get stu- there's some points where it gets so dark. I'm like, I yeah. have to stop. I have to move it on and pretty much kind of go from there and see, like, how am I going to feel about this series like a day from mm. or two days from now? I think they did a really, really good job so far, at least with making me feel an emotion that I normally shouldn't and don't feel from a game or even a piece of art. I mean, I got to appreciate Naughty Dog because, again, out of the games I've played this year, I felt amazing things from Final Fantasy. Mm. I never felt that weight, though. I felt that sickness of getting Tifa out. I felt like it genuinely made me uncomfortable. I felt that aspect of it. Mm. And that shows, again, how amazing Final Fantasy VII is. But in terms of a weight of heaviness, of, whoa, I... And the reason why this is all happening. Yeah. Like in Red Dead 2, for instance, when Arthur Morgan dies, okay, and you re you play as uh John Marston again. Mm. I hated that. I hated that. I 
never thought I would like Arthur Morgan. I always yeah. like John Marston. I was like, then by, how is this guy going to be better than? Because I when they first when they first announced, it, I thought it was going to be playing multiple characters like in GTA Five. But they said just just this guy author. I was like, and how he would present himself in the trailers. Like, oh, this guy's a cocky asshole. He's probably gonna be a dickhead. I hated it. I was like, I hated his cool. voice. I hated him talking. I hated yeah. everything about it. First like hour or two of Red Dead, I hated Arthur Morgan. Somehow, some way, he grows on you. Mm. Somehow, by the end of it, you're like, wow. And again, Red Dead Two, one of the most powerful scenes of all time. At the very fucking end, when you. You have to make that choice. Do you go back to tan- uh, camp for the gold, or do you see your homie out, mm. like Arthur Morgan? What did you do, or were you seen John Marston out? I went with him. Yeah, I see, was like, I'm not me leaving. Too. Him. I have a friend that was like he that went back to camp because for the money. Yeah. Okay. In reality, Arthur Morgan would never go back to the camp for the money. Never. He never cared about revenge. He never cared about the money. His what was his goal? Get Arthur Moore or get John Marston and his family the fuck out. Yeah, he cared about the family. He cared about everyone staying together. And he saw that there was a divide happening, and he knew what was happening to him. He, so hey, my life is at the very end when Arthur Morgan and John Marston <sighs> said their final bit, their final bit, and he's like, and our and John Marston said, "I'll never again goosebumps." Fucking love it. You're <laughs> like a, you're like a, you're like you're my brother. You're like a brother to me. And Arthur just looks at him. And he's like, "I know. Now go." And freaking like our um, John Marston leaves, and now like you have to fight off on that mountain before you beat up Micah. That moment made me tear up because of how heavy and how powerful like that one little bit was. Mm. It shows again the impact that these games can make on you if you're open about it. But what happens at the very end of it? Did I care that? Once you're John Marston again, did I care about being John Marston? Mm. No, I didn't. Honestly, they did it what they did in in the first one because you take over as his son. I didn't care about being his son. You didn't. And now the character that I cared about in the first one, I didn't care about being. The him only the thing I cared about yeah. being the son was at the very end when you oh, get okay, yeah. the full revenge yeah. when you restart the Redem- cycle where you get the redemption. <laughs> when you yeah. do it in yeah. the the second Red Dead and you play as John Marston. It then fills you. It makes me it made me feel a little sick. Because it was like, one, these are the events that caused Red Dead 1. If mm. he didn't get the money from all this situation, he wouldn't have bought the house. So the government wouldn't would have never, been yeah, would never get It never would have happened. Yeah. Number two, John Marston always told him and always told Dutch, no point in dying for revenge. No point in revenge. Nobody wants revenge. He never wanted that. Yeah. So for John Marston to be like, hey, I got this family. got all this. You know what? I, I want bad, revenge yeah. anyway pissed me off because that's not what John Marston wanted. That's what you wanted, not John Marston, or Mm. not what fucking Arthur Morgan wanted. So it's like certain things like that, that's like, it sticks with you, and it just shows, again, how powerful some of these video games and this art really is. I mean, it weighs on you for days. Mm. Last of Us, I'll think about it for days. I mean, at the end of the first main thing that happened in Last of Us, happened to Homeboy. I was like, I'm not going to look at a golf club the same. <laughs> like, I'm not. Like, shit. Like, that is absolutely terrible. I, I looked at it, and I genuinely was like, every single person that's part of this crew that took part of that, I genuinely do want them to die. I do. I don't care. Oh, you introduced the fact that you're pregnant? I don't care. Like, I'm going after that person. Like, it did such a good job because it made it dark and it made me have no problem because again i know the type of person i am 
and understanding that I would accept that darkness in terms of getting that revenge. Mm. It's like that feeling where it's like, I don't give a shit what happened. 10 people killed someone I loved. At this point, I'm going to go out of my way to kill all 10 people regardless of their circumstances. I'm going to remember this. I don't care. That's it. That's going to happen. I'm excited to hear more uh, once you get to a certain point. Your take. Uh, what's about? You'll, you'll know when to contact me because I'll message you when. But you'll know. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot to talk about later. But I got, we should wrap it up because we both got things you got to do. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll see if it. We are yeah. definitely. I mean, the biggest thing for us right now is we just have to be consistent. Yeah. We were lacking consistency before a pandemic happened. Yeah, even more. Yeah. So we need to be more consistent. We're definitely doing our best. We're trying. I mean, from now on, we're going to try to get it consistent, whether it's bi-weekly. Uh, we do it weekly or we do it bi-weekly. Again, mm. just getting something out there. The more time, there's many, like we already had complications on this podcast. Yes. Multiple different things didn't exactly go according to what we want and so when i go back and listen to listen to this i know there's going to be a couple parts that make me cringe for yeah. sure so we j- the more time we have on this mic the better we're going to get and the more we're going to really kind of uh go into the deep aspect of whether it's anime video games or just other things i mean we call it anime archives but because we're both nerds i mean it does fortunately also apply to video games as well yeah in terms of final fantasy last of us uh control or <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima, other mm. things that kind of come out. I mean, one thing I am excited for is like for kind of the future is I'm excited for Pokemon Snap. Mm. Bought that. Ca- I'm gonna buy that cash money, cash, cash money, money. That pumps me up. I'm excited for. Uh, we talked about the Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the Star Wars Rogue Squadron game that's gonna Aww. come out. That's gonna be uh, Oculus able, so oh, I can sweet. actually I can use my Oculus for that. Where I can use my uh, my PS4 headset VR, and what's cool is that PS4 uh, VR is also compatible with the PS5. They said there's no new technology going to the VR, so I can use that. That will still be applied to the PS5 as well. So I'm excited to see kind of what's going to happen in terms of the the other things going to be getting dropped this year. I don't mean to be a dick, but the fact that the Last of Us did bomb with uh, users does give me more hope that cyberpunk is going to get game of the year <laughs> oh okay yeah. uh, like i want the last of us to get game of the year but cyberpunk is going to be that game where it's like I, a cd project red key was like yo i'll give you a job come work for us i would quit my job right now mm. like i worship that gaming company more than any other company out there i fully back them up and i fully appreciate them and their their attention to detail is just second to none Mm. I mean, if I think I, I can't think of any other game company I like as much as CD Projekt Red Key because of the details and what they did in just like The Witcher, The Witcher, the two expansions. I mean, one thing that they did that made it me appreciate the company so much, man, is there was one side NPC in The Witcher where he talked about how he avoided the army by chopping off two of his fingers. OK, that's it. Two of his fingers avoided the army chopping off two of his fingers. That's it. Not a main NPC. An NPC you'll never see again. Okay? You look at the details and you actually zoom in the camera on his hand. Two of his fingers are gone. 
That means for that exact person, they made a different like standalone mold and actually removed two separate fingers to add that small detail yeah. in terms of that. There's stuff like that, man, that I pick up that I'm like, two of those fingers are missing? Wait, they went into that much detail for that? Mm. What the hell? People are talking about that for The Last of Us 2 with trigger discipline and how they're using weapons. Mm-hmm. That there are all these little details they did of showing actual person who actually knows how to shoot a gun and person who don't. And like all these little things is interesting. It really yeah. is. And so it's like, I, I definitely love the details and what's kind of happening, mm-hmm. man. But kind of going into this, um, is there any anime that you know that's going to be coming out in this season that. Because this season's over. Yeah, yeah this season's over. I mean, um, we have the spring season that's officially done. And it wasn't really that good. I'm going to be honest. We had a couple bangers like yeah. Tower of God. We had the banger like. Uh, Villainous. Villainous. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Kaguya Sama. Season yeah. two. Glefnir is okay when it comes to that. Doro yeah. Hidoro. I watched the Millionaire Detective, the first episode. Yeah. How was um, that? I was right. The main it. theme song is popping though. Okay. Great theme song for that. So this season is not really too exciting. Yeah. Next season that's coming out in terms of this was we have uh, my teen comedy, uh, oh, romance comedy, Fumafu. Fumafu. That one's going to be interesting uh, because it's one of the most intense love triangles of all time. Okay. So it's like he's finally going to make a decision. So you're actually going to see like. Is it a love triangle or a love square? Because it looks like four. <laughs> no, it's it's a love triangle oh, between okay, cool, him cool. and the main two that happen to also be friends with each other. Oh, okay. So you're going to feel kind of dirty by the end of that. All right. Re-Zero, obviously, uh, season two. Yeah, I'm curious to see about that yeah. girl. The one with the silver hair. Oh, snap. The God of High School is going to be coming out. Second season of Fire Force. Oh, I still got to finish up the first season of that. Um, Decadence. That's another one. Uh, Misfit of Demon High School is coming mm. out. So it's looking like the Demon so, High School is becoming its own subgenre yeah. at this point. Because we have had a few of those now. Uh, Decadence seems really I like, yeah, I interesting. interesting. I'm actually excited for that one. I don't care about that freaking No Guns on no Live season life. two. That one can shove it. Don't care. Don't care. Peter Grill, I'm probably not going to watch that. That's literally going to be no different than that. It's each Shotsugin reviewers that one about the them interviewing uh, brothels and reviewing yeah. that. This is going to be very similar to that. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. All these girls trying to ha- want to have his kid. Uh, yeah. Main a- character beats a tournament. Now everyone wants to have his kid, but he's already in a relationship with the girl that he genuinely loves. And then he himself somehow gets raped <laughs> multiple times and wakes up <laughs> multiple times with different women that he's already slept with. And he's like, how do I get, how do I get out of this? Kill them. And it's the only time <laughs> in in ever history where I actually felt bad for a guy that got is getting First. with <laughs> multiple women. Uh, only time. But they got, I mean, there's a couple different look ones at, you know. that I'm actually kind of excited for, for this season that will, it's going to be so cool. I guess we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be good. I a mean, lot. it's going to be good with the games coming out with Ghost of Tsushima, with the anime coming out. I'm actually really excited for. We still got to catch up on some of the older ones as well. But our next episode, we're going to be honest. We don't want to overpromise to deliver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. could be a mini-sode. It could be an old anime series. <laughs> or it could just be a rant on Last of Us 2 for an hour. Yes. We don't know. But we, what we do know is, if you're listening, we appreciate you. If you're not, 
You're not listening. <laughs> you ain't listening, so it don't matter at this point. All right. But either way, thank you again. Um, is there a last uh, song that we want to end off on? Or did you if, end if you have one, do it. I'm going to use the restroom. Okay. You got on. it? Yeah. All uh, right. So the last song that we're going to end off on is going to be from Millionaire Detective, which isn't a great anime. But it's not bad as well. It's just a guy that has a million, uh, millions of dollars, and he ends up pretty much buying his way through investigations and getting to the truth with a hard-nosed cop. I don't know. I probably didn't do it much justice right there. But this thing's called um, Balance Unlimited is the opening. And let me try to find who the artist is Imer. Uh, the song's called Standalone. Again, this is Millionaire Detective, the opening theme song. It's one of those songs that really hit me. I, I liked it, and it's kind of going on the playlist. But while we're waiting for that because of technical difficulties, because I forgot to change the speaker system, here we go. <laughs> <laughs>